This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Amidst a global geopolitical crisis, with the U.S. fiercely divided along ideological lines, a celebrity who'd never previously held office emerged as a potent force in the national discourse. Absorbing the media spotlight and speaking to rapturous crowds who felt validated by his isolationist, neo-fascist, America-first rhetoric. His name was Charles Lindbergh. A famed aviator who'd become a sympathetic figure after his 20-month-old son was kidnapped and murdered, in the mid-1930s, Lindbergh began using his platform to espouse his deeply held conservative political beliefs. From 1936 to 1939, Lindbergh leveraged his reputation as a heroic pilot to gain entry to overseas meetings with senior officials in the German Air Command, where he controversially accepted a swastika-adorned medal from the Luftwaffe. These winks at anti-Semitism would become air raid sirens in 1940 and 1941, as in fiery speeches across the U.S., he delivered quotes like, Leaders of the Jewish race are not American in interests and viewpoints, and their greatest danger to this country lies in their large ownership and influence in our motion pictures, our press, our radio, and our government. Lindbergh would become the most visible member of the influential America First Committee, whose signature issue was agitating against U.S. entry into World War II and maintaining a policy of neutrality towards Adolf Hitler. While Lindbergh and his America First associates attracted a legion of rage-fueled acolytes early on, the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor reset the playing field, bringing Americans together as the nation joined the Allied war effort. From then on, Lindbergh's relevance rapidly faded as his isolationist absolutism receded to a crank fringe, and his social conservatism was exposed as hypocritical by the revelation of his three secret families with different mistresses across Europe. But despite his time as a divisive mouthpiece for racism cloaked as nationalism, his pioneering aviation exploits had united a nation back in 1927, when he piloted the first solo flight across the Atlantic in a single-engine monoplane named the Spirit of St. Louis. St. Louis, Missouri was Lindbergh's adopted home, and, in 1987, it's where Ken Rosenthal opened a bakery and restaurant called St. Louis Bread. Serving fresh-baked pastries, as well as soups, salads, and sandwiches, the chain where patrons were practically encouraged to loiter quickly expanded beyond the show-me state. In 1997, St. Louis Bread was purchased by rival chain Alban Pan and renamed to be more geographically neutral. Today, a half-century after the death of Charles Lindbergh, a different celebrity has seized power under the crypto-fascist banner of America First, while the spirit of St. Louis Bread lives on in over 2100 rechristened locations. This week on Doughboys, Panera Bread. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger alongside my co-host, single and ready for Pringles, Mitchie Two Spoons, Mike Mitchell. I am ready for Pringles. You're always ready for Pringles. That was courtesy of Joey Divin, uh, who included pr- phonetic pronunciation of his last name, but not syllabic emphasis. So I just took a guess. 
Uh, but mm. it, it, I don't know if it's Divin or Divin, whatever. I took a swing. Hopefully, you're happy with it. If you have an insult, you like me to send it to the top of the show. Roastspoonman at gmail.com. You gave him a half a minute on his last <laughs> name. I think he should be happy with that. I'm just saying, in, capitalize one of the two syllables. He capitalized both syllables. Ah, okay. And I, would just, I, did, I didn't know what he wanted. Mitch, you're back from Italy. I am. I'm back from Italy. Arriva Durci, my good boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I got what, a question for you. What can I say but ciao? <laughs> Austria as well. Oh, very cool. All right, smart guy. Let's hear some German. Uh, da. <laughs> Isn't your whole family German? No, I've none of, I don't have any German ancestry. Sure you don't. I, <laughs> wait a minute. You're <laughs> implying I'm some sort of... <laughs> I have Nazis in my bloodline? <laughs> no, that's basically what I was saying. No, no, no. And, I'm, uh, Estonia. That's oh, where, that's, that's right. where the Weigers hail and, from. Oh, I was in Hungary as well. Oh. <laughs> oh, you are a man who is Hungary. You're always in a state of hungry. You know what? I would be mad, but I made the same joke yeah. while I was over there. Um, uh, I'm back. Are you nervous that I'm more cultured than you are now? <laughs> yeah, I've never been to Europe. Um, I am actually no. I'm 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 happy to have you. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a like, while. Uh, you 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 were out of town for a while. Let um, me tell you, the house smelled bad last night. I don't know if there's any residual smell, but. The cats were here for three weeks. You it know? smells fine now. Yeah, all right, good. You just left them to their own devices. Uh-huh. They forgot. Who, they forgot who you were. I leave a can opener and cat food. <laughs> they figure it out. They they figure it out every time. Wow. No, I have someone watch the cats, and I'm back now. So don't try to rob my house, you pieces of shit. <laughs> um. Well, we're 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 gonna dig into depth on next week's Patreon episode about mm-hmm. your Italy right. vacation. So but we'll, any, any yeah. highlights? Any 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 little nugget you want to drop? Huh. We walked a lot. We walked 10 miles a day, basically. That's a substantial amount. I know. Too much for me. And then, uh, hmm. No, I'll save it all for the episode. Oh, boy. There, very exciting. I went to the top of the, the Duomo. I don't even know if I'm saying correctly. The Dome, the Duomo. In, Wait, what uh, is in that? Florence. It's the big uh, basilica. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. The uh, Duomo. Yeah. But anyways. Howdy ho to Mitchie Two Spoons Nation. I'm embarrassed because we got a nice guest today. And here's a drop. Yep. Yes. That's I agree. Yep. Yes. That's I agree. Yep. Yes. We're happy. Yeah. We're happy about it. We're happy. Yes. You know, hey, we're happy. We're happy. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yes. We're happy. Yep. 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 Mitch has a large package. My penis feels weird. Now, you song, you sent that to us saying it was a good drop. <laughs> it had some artistry behind it. This is an amazing drop, you song. You song, you're fucking fired. <laughs> they got sent it to the, the Doughboys email. I have no idea where to send this to, and I don't fuck with Twitter or Reddit. Maybe a new anthem for Spoon Nation, but in all seriousness, love the show. Oh, that's nice. Anthony. Anthony Abenanti? Anthony Abenanti. Sounds like he was on my Italy trip. Where, <laughs> where did, uh, where, what is the email address people can send in uh, drops? Spoonmandrops at gmail.com. Spoonmandrops at gmail. Mm-hmm. J- just drop that at the top of the show. No. Okay. It'll <laughs> remain a mystery. Once in a while, Astray will go into the Doughboys Gmail and New Song will forward it, and it'll be weird. Uh, Mitch, we got a great guest. Let's introduce him. Yeah. He's a writer and producer from Portlandia, Mission Hill, and The Simpsons, and the new animated series Disenchantment, which debuts August 17th on Netflix. Bill Oakley is here. Hi, Bill. Hello. 
Thank you so much yeah. for making time for us. You live in Portland. You're here in L.A. for a little bit, but you carved out a little chunk to hang out with the Doughboys. How long have you been in Portland now? Well, hold on. I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, what's up? I mean, like, we forced them to come on the show. Yeah, we <laughs> we have something of yours that is valuable to you. We'll return it after this record. I don't think that's true. I think there was a, there was a lot of pent-up demand for this, for, <laughs> for this summit meeting between uh, uh, you know you guys, who are the kings of this genre, and me, who is the upstart Instagram food junk reviewer, you know? And so, uh, and I also think based on my, my listening to this podcast, I think we have a similar style of analysis mm. of, of this type of stuff. I right. guess we'll find out soon whether mm. that's true. Um, well, I, I would I would describe our style as bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know, we're both amateurish, I guess you'd say. Also, I would say uh, as as I guess the kings of this genre, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Be careful what you wish for. Heavy is my head. That's for sure. <laughs> How much does the average head weigh? Eight pounds, right? I mean, if we if uh, Jonathan Lipnicki is to be trusted. Hmm. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what yours clocks in at. Yours is like a medicine ball. <laughs> There's eight pound medicine balls. <laughs> All right, mine is definitely over eight pounds. Yeah, I, for sure. I mean, you, you can pull- the brain weighs the most, you know, Nick. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's where most of your weight is at. The only thing, the thing I'd say for sure about your head, bitch, is that it would be banned in bowling. It'd be too much of an advantage. <laughs> um, so how long uh, have you? How long have shit. you been up in Portland now? Uh, I've been there nearly ten years. So, what is it? You're someone who was in LA certainly before that, and and how does the food scene differ in Portland? And how have you how have you have your eating habits changed at all being up there? You know, I think it's it's not so difficult to get everywhere and do anything in Portland, and therefore I eat I eat a, a wider variety of food that is better prepared. I think I mean, in LA. Obviously, there's a thousand Jonathan Gold style restaurants all over, but you're gonna have to drive two hours to yeah. get to San Gabriel or whatever. Whereas right. in Portland, it, it's if you, know, you can walk or, or ride your bike to them. So um, you know, it's much more concentrated. Right. It's a little bit more compact. It's a little bit less congested in terms of traffic. So, like, what do you have any food favorites up there? Do you have any recs for for anyone who's gonna maybe take a visit to to Portland? What is port What is Portland called? Rip City? Is that what the, that's one of its? That's one of its names. Stumptown is another one. Stumptown. There's okay. dozens. It has like five nicknames or six or seven. But they um, yes, Portland has a ton of of great stuff, and a lot of it is in concentrated in the food cart scene, which we have. You guys have food trucks, yes. I guess, that drive around. In Portland, they're mostly food carts, which are like they're stationary on like uh, parking lots and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, there, and there are dozens of them, and. It, there's at least like 20 that are terrific at whatever it is they do. And there's a lot of specialized weirdness. Right. Um, uh, but there's also a ton of great restaurants and it's like the food, you can easily go on a trip to Portland and have each of your three meals be one of the best meals you ever had. Wow. Um, so the food in Portland is, is great. It's really amazing. It and I've, I've only been up there. Nick, have you been up there ever? Well, I've been up there a couple times. My mm-hmm. parents used to live in Vancouver, Washington for a stretch. And so I visited Portland. Oh, really? Vancouver, Washington is right oh, across yeah. the border from Portland. This is a little tidbit about you. I didn't know. Yeah, my parents, they, they kind of, they moved around a little bit. They moved, moved away from you, huh? <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> uh, honestly, as soon as I went to college, my parents sold our child, my childhood home. And they were like, we're getting the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, they, they, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of mistakes were made in this. And then they, they, you found them somehow. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they moved, yeah, they, they moved all over the place. They lived in Washington for a little bit, and they lived in, in Arizona for a bit. And then now they're back in SoCal, but in a different part. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the, I, I do like it up there, Portland, uh, up in Portland. But what were you saying, Mitch? 
Oh, my, my, my one question is where does Stump Town come? Is it like an actual, st- like a stump? I think mm. it was back, it, it, uh, I believe that it was back in like the 1860s and 70s. Mm. And when the whole place, like the Lorax, the whole place had been chopped down. Oh, and, wow. and it was there a lot of stumps because they were building stuff with it. I think that's when it came into vogue. Did they ever do a Lorax movie? They did with Danny DeVito. <laughs> it was wait, was it live? Was it live action? No, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, that's a crazy was, question. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a good live action movie for Danny DeVito to star in, but right. it was CGI. It yeah. was CGI. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I think missed, it was by the same. The, I think it was by the same studio that did the Despicable Me franchise. Oh, right? okay. If I'm not mistaken, your favorite. Your favorite studio. Oh man, I love the Minions. <laughs> yeah. Illumination does good work. Nick really does love the Minions. I love the Minions too. The first. 20 or 30 times I heard and saw about you know them and then I, they became less amusing with each passing time. Right. I mean, if I'm being honest, in terms of yellow animated creatures, they'll always be second to the Simpsons. Oh, of course. But, <laughs> of course. But, oh, Jesus. But I love the Minions. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> They're for a different demographic. They're for the kids. <laughs> Simpsons are for mom and dad. <laughs> and grandma oh, and granddad. <laughs> That's it. And an ad- a teenager with a bad attitude. <laughs> It's Neil Campbell sent his yeah. crossword puzzle today, and it said, uh, "It said animated. I think it was animated teenage boy who liked to prank call, which was such a weird way to describe Bart. <laughs> like teenage a, boy. That's oh uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's he's not, not a right. teenager. Hold on, let me let me let me see. Maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. I'll I'll see what it was. It was. <clears throat> it was, all right. Here it is. Cartoon boy. It didn't say teenage. Okay. My fault. Who makes many prank calls." I get that. I get it, but come on, that's what you boil Bart down to. That's sad. Well, to isn't me. but isn't that in you know? I'm no I'm no puzzle crafter. Uh, no, I, I may have a background. In, <laughs> I may have a background in video game design, but I've never crafted a crossword. But I I think perhaps that's part of the art of it is that you try to come up with a, a little bit of a different angle. Because if you said like uh, he's got spiked hair, everyone knows that's Bart Simpson. If you don't have any familiarity with the show, you'd, you'd know that's Bart Simpson. You should make a crossword for me sometime. It would be a nice gift. Oh, that would be fun. I'll make I'll make I'll, I'll make a crossword challenge for Mitch. There will be six clues. I'll, I'll limit limit to one syllable words, and uh, we'll have you solve it on a bonus episode. Now, Bill, I, I you 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 may be I, I talk about this all the time on the podcast. You 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 may be the one of the few who doesn't know this, but I I worked at The Simpsons for three and a half years as an assistant to the writers. Uh, oh my God! I yeah. I was. Sh- I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked that nobody told me that prior to this moment. <laughs> How awkward. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's that's that. I, I was I was an assistant to the writers, and, and you're also Barney's stunt double, right? <laughs> were you in the room, or were you like the writer's assistant? I would. Got the lunches I would come stuff? in. I would. I would get the lunches and stuff. I actually there was a there was a there was a moment in time where I was asked if I wanted to be that guy in the room. I said I had I had grown out of. I mean, like I, at that point, I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, stay here anymore. I, I had been there for so long. Right. Uh, but uh, but I love I love I love all those guys. I I I liked working over there. There was times that were bad, of course, but there was there was a lot of great there was a lot of great stuff. But I did a lot of food runs for and Selman was was kind of the oh yeah, <laughs> and, he, and you know who that he he loves he loves his his food. But there was a lot of the, I I feel like I got a, a like. Umami, how do you say it, Nick? Umami, umami. You said it right the first I said time, it right? Uh, like I, I tried umami burger the first time because Sel- there was like a lot of places I tried because because of Selman's recommendations. But so. yeah, that, that actually was was one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Bill, because I know from Mitch that that uh, the the stretch he was there and and what years were you there, Mitch? Approximately, I was I was there from two thousand seven till two thousand eleven, basically. Right, and this yeah. was at, this, so this was after you left, obviously a good amount after you left, but yeah. but during that that sort of uh, that time in the the nineties, you know, people kind of maybe colloquially were 
refer to as, as peak Simpsons when you were, when you were there. Um, what was the what that's, was the food? That's the time like? I was there actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. <laughs> what what were like what were lunches like? What were dinners like? Was it did it was it still this like epic thing where people were getting a ton of food? I'm so glad you asked this because there's a lot of interesting stories about this. Okay. Yeah. This was a time when we nobody was paying attention to what we were or the budget or anything. Right. So there was a lot of grandiose waste. Yeah. Uh, in terms of people would order uh, extra shrimp cocktails and, and then take them <laughs> like extra ones and take them home like to their families wow. and stuff. Um there was also a uh or, or an extra or dinner. You know, you order your lunch and your dinner and you take the dinner home because we're wow. staying for dinner. Right. Um there was also a time I would say there's also a little bit of resentment ordering because this was a time also when Fox, this, this was the, we were doing really well at that time and, and getting a lot of respect and we were, uh, several years were the only network, the only nominated, the only Emmy nominated show on the whole network. Right. Yet they didn't care. And they never, so we were just like, we're going to have caviar tonight. <laughs> and so I, there's definitely ordering of caviar by me at least once that was like, you know, Fox is, is they deserve this. Right. Some um, spike caviar. Exactly. It wasn't even that good. And um, they wouldn't let us over order alcohol, though, which was a kind of a bummer, but probably better. Right. Um, so there was, and there was also, there was just a lot of gluttony, too. You know, I lost 65 pounds after I left the show. Wow. And a, a lot of other people did the same. You see, you see those photos, man, like Mike Reese also oh, yeah. lost a lot of weight, and, and uh, Dan Graney, and all of us, because the eating, um, that's what you do. Because you're bored and right. like, you don't have anything else to do. So this was also the day. This was before cell phones, so people weren't able to fritter away their time looking at Twitter in the room. You either paid attention and worked, or ate, or both. You know, and so like people um, would actually order and eat. Sometimes a whole pot, like the apple pan. You guys know the apple pan. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. People would order um, like two, uh, uh, one person would often order a whole pie. And 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 in order that they'd order their burger and lunch, and then they would have the whole pie, and they would eat a piece every hour or two throughout the afternoon. Oh and, my and, and god! And a milkshake too—you put in the freezer. Like everybody got really fat there. That's crazy. Sixty-five pounds is a lot. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm, I think I'm one of the few people who gained weight after the Simpsons. <laughs> I, you know, working there, the, the I was I was actually there at the turning point where where they got. Strict about food. I heard. I heard that. that I heard about I, it from Dan. I was. I was. I was the. I was the guy. There was like an, an insane lunch order one day, and I was like, "Man, we're gonna get in trouble for this lunch order." I like remembered, and I was the guy getting it, and I was like, "We're gonna get in big trouble for this lunch order." I won't even say specifics of it, but it was gigantically huge, and it was still the same thing over there where they didn't. They they for some reason Fox never respected the. Sh- the show, they don't give the show any res- for whatever reason. Probably Rupert Murdoch is getting too many prank calls from Bart. <laughs> I think it's that they're not involved in the show. Like the whole, right. the, the, when the show was invented, Jim Brooks was like, okay, we'll make the show, but you can't even come to the table readings. You broadcast what we give you and that's it. Yeah. And I think that they, they felt a lack of involvement. Yeah. Which, um, which created a little bit of a cold war between the actual show and the network. What yeah. a funny dynamic that exists where it's like, you, you have a show that's great and that wins Emmys and that is financially successful but mm-hmm. because the people who are making the decisions don't feel like they have a say in it, they don't that like that makes them think of you as like pariahs. That makes them think of like like oh, this is a I, we don't want anything to do with this because yeah. like so much of it has. I feel like that mentality is so much of like they want something they can control. It's mm-hmm. so strange. You would think that's like that's the dream scenario of like we got this hit show that can run forever. The ho- the whole network besides their news is mm-hmm. terrible. <laughs> You're there for that Hannity, Tucker Carlson. 
block. I, I, I was, but I, I, so I was there for, I was there for the, I was there for the downfall. I heard for, about that, and it, yeah. I felt bad. Um, uh, that, and they have like a list of restaurants that they were, they couldn't go to anymore, right? Yeah. That, like at that. one point, like they didn't want us going to La Serenata, even though I went back there, which was, which is a Mexican restaurant yeah, that we were just end. talking about. But, yeah, we should yeah. mention that's. I think that La Serenata got Gordon Ramsay'd. It did. Isn't that great? For, for it was because it was a very high end restaurant. Oh, yeah, it's Mexican, it was Mexican restaurant, restaurant yeah. in that era. It was and, the place to go to. It was. It, and it was. And it was. The food was really, really, really good. And then when I was going, so this is 2007. It had like, I would give them an order, and I would be like, I'm going to come and pick it up at like, you know, t- like 12 or something. And I get there at 12, and they like wouldn't have had put it in. So I could see that there was like issues going on right, at right. that time, but the food was still amazing. But yeah, I think it, I think it just got Gordon Ramsay'd. Yeah, because yeah. I remember seeing I walked by it. Uh, it's it's on it's on Pico Boulevard, right by a shopping center, right right by the 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 uh, West Side Pavilion Mall, right there, which has a nice landmark movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I, I walked by that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. This is branded content for landmark cinemas. <laughs> I was walking by uh, the La Serenata, and there's a chalkboard sign outside that said like "As recently renovated by Gordon Ramsay," and this wow. was like eight months ago. Mm. And I guess the episode is like either has just aired as of this re- release or is about to air. So yeah. obviously the, he'd done the renovations. They, they, they took some time to edit it and they're of, just about to broadcast. There's it. a lot of TV because the, that comic book shop, wasn't that Kevin Smith's comic book shop too for a long time? That, oh, his, the Kevin Smith's secret stash. Yeah. But it, like it started in that weird, whatever that comic book place was there that like the right. video rental place. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. A lot of weird stuff over there in West LA. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a wild scene. Yeah. Um, but but that that was my my job was basically I had to make a list and make sure that like they like everyone got one meal and then like one <laughs> side dish or something and then we they, they, like we basically it was such a bummer and it, you had to keep track of what everyone got and it couldn't go over a certain number and so that was like this other job that they were like now you have to do this job to like add a, and then eventually I was like I fucking hate doing this and I just went back to doing it the old way and they they never said anything so I oh, think man. those guys also were pushing it in in terms of ordering from fancier places like yeah. it, certainly in the 90s there was a lot of ordering from islands yeah. apple pan yeah. and and like just kind of burger places right. like they yeah. went, we only went to the often went to the high end places for dinner sometimes because it felt justified if we were staying late yeah but it, the lunches were usually kind of just you know regular old burger type stuff mm-hmm. right i would feed, i would feed like you were saying with, with people like feeding their like giving food to their family i would i would I was in a sketch group, and I would I would bring home food. I would bring home food and feed everybody. I was I was I was I was. It was great. It was a great feeling to go home and and feed a a family of sketch people, (laughs) right? Which is great. Uh, The birthday boys, yeah, yeah. Papa Tim (laughs) Kalpakis, Mama Hanford, (laughs) (laughs) Baby Chris Van Hart's (laughs) Talon, Tween Ferguson, Mm -hmm, right? (laughs) Bill doesn't want to hear any of this. (laughs) (laughs) The pet koala. Uh, Koalik's out of his cage. <laughs> the rodent. <laughs> he went back into the hole in the wall. This is inside baseball. So wait. So while we're <laughs> while, while we're in the Simpsons uh, food uh, sort of cubby hole in right now, I, I this, and and this is something that just coincidentally a quirk of scheduling. We'd recently talked about Simpsons food extensively with our, mm-hmm. our with our good friend Julia Prescott in, in a fact, Patreon episode. I saw that and, and I we have a nuts and gum right there. We wrote that. Josh and I wrote that joke. That's your yeah. joke. Oh no way. Julia well, Prescott bought it can, to life. You can look at. I it saw and, it on your Twitter feed. That's fantastic. I was yeah. wondering. Did you have? Did you eat any of it? I, I did. I took. I took a. I took a. A big handful of it, and it was it was not good. Yeah, I took a handful. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, there's a reason it's <laughs> okay. it's the joke in the show is that it's a yeah, bad idea. Right, right. Now, Josh told me he's uh, he's actually had nuts and gum voluntarily mm-hmm. uh, at times, but um, and he kind of likes it. But you know, I, it, I, it does. Is, 
seems a little odd. <laughs> it, it does a weird thing to the the oil does a weird thing to the gum that real at least with this gum that like breaks it down. I just it just makes it's too challenging because you've got one thing you can swallow and one thing you got to keep chewing. I just mm-hmm. I can't handle it. It's it's the you know because I mean the, the cliche is walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh-huh. But here you got to swallow peanuts and chew gum at the same time. <laughs> It's it's a challenge. I get I get it. I get it. The it's a degree challenge. of difficulty is too high for that food item, mm-hmm. especially because it's kind of unpleasant to eat. It's not like you're eating like crawfish or something where it's like worth the way, worth the work. So you've you've got uh, so uh, the Simpsons has so many fictional food items, and uh, uh, one of them, perhaps like I, I'd say, there's there's kind of had this this recent renaissance in Twitter is something that uh, you and Josh Weinstein are responsible for steamed hams. From 22 short films about Springfield. That's gotten a lot of press in the past few years. <laughs> yes. that was a, in fact, that was the only thing I ever, that was the only thing that I wrote, actually. Josh wrote a different segment of that thing. We all, in 22 short films, everybody picked their favorite character. Oh, and wow. And got to write a segment about it. And mine was Chalmers. Um, Your favorite character was Chalmers. My favorite That's character great. has always been Superman Chalmers because he's the only <laughs> really? guy in town. I, could, I don't want to turn your whole podcast into a discussion of this because I want to talk about food, but the, right. Chalmers. I love the character who's the only sane guy in town. And right. It started out on Green Acres, which was my favorite show as a, as a kid, and a lot of other, other Simpsons writers' favorite show at the time, um, back when we were all little. Uh, Chalmers plays that role in The Simpsons because he's the only sane guy in town. Right. But he's learned to deal with it because the, the other version of Chalmers is Frank Grimes, who was a sane guy in town but was unable to make the compromises necessary to live in the town. Yeah, it destroyed him. <laughs> Whereas Chalmers knows that Skinner is lying. He knows people are lying, but he just he, he asks a question or two and then he moves on. Right. He knows, like, he, he obviously knows Skinner is lying every single time they have that thing, but he asks a question or two and he's like, eh, he moves on. <laughs> and it's like, that's how Chalmers has learned to survive and function in Springfield, whereas a person like Frank Grimes, who just couldn't let it go, he just couldn't let it go, he paid the ultimate price. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, that is, that's a very controversial episode, which I... Which I love. I love polarizing. I, it is. It is a polarizing. Homer's enemy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you're 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 100 right. And I, and I and now it makes me so fascinated by Chalmers and what happens, what's going on with Chalmers in that world. But then also at the same time, it's then funny that he's become a part of the craziest thing that's happened. The right. the weirdest thing that's happened with the Simpsons is this weird shit posting thing. That yeah, I know it's it is, and I really like that stuff too. And it didn't really take off until about two years ago. Like that was just kind of another uh, footnote in the history of the Simpsons until suddenly it became this thing for no apparent reason. Like two years ago, and was it became a meme, and everybody was. And I don't have to tell you the history of it, but um, I I like it well enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> what did stra- you- it's strange. I don't. I, I, some of them are are some of them are are good. I find them both. I like I love them, and I'm also I find them. Like they almost they make me mad because they're so like the when someone has a new angle yeah. on it because they're it's been iterated on so many times yeah. by this point and when someone has a new angle on a steamed hams meme I'm just like I'm I'm like fuck but I also enjoy it it's like both those feelings are the same I, it's like nuts and gum I, I feel like I I said I think I said this in January I like uh-huh. let's retri- I think we should retire I don't I have no influence over what everybody on the internet does but I would say. Let's retire this so we don't all look back on it and go, God, I, they ran into the ground. I hate it now. <laughs> you know, it's like just like so what we do. Right. Is, oh, it's such a relic of 2017. What a bunch of idiots we were then. You know, like all, like the, all the old memes, which now everyone laughs at as being so antiquated. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather retire it with grace, right? A, a, rather than than kill it. But you know, I think the internet is not going to listen to me. What, yeah. in, what you, in, you, yeah. you you use a meme all the time. 
the the uh, no, it's the children that are that are wrong. Oh yeah, I like that one. I like the the that's from uh, Sweet Seymour's uh, badass song. Yeah, where, yeah. The the where home, where Skinner is scolding the children. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I like the it's he's he's am I so out of touch? No, it's the children that are wrong. It's yes. pretty iconic yeah. exchange. Um. But the but so I, 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 that makes me think of something, Bill. And 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 I think you were you were driving towards this, which is that kind of like you know it, it, it's our culture has kind of folded back on itself. So now it's like if you look back on 2016, 2017, 2018, if you're looking back at this moment of time, you're thinking about like Simpsons shitposting, which itself is referencing something from the 90s. It's like very strange to think about that some point at some point people will have nostalgia for like a take on something that previously existed in a different well, generation. Well, it's weird because people also like like that that episode of the Simpsons is it's a great episode. Some of people's favorite episodes. It's a episodes. classic so it's episode. So, it's weird that they call it shit post. It just doesn't even make sense. It's right. just confusing to me in many but, ways. But I think it is an outgrowth of like super fandom. I think it is an yeah. outgrowth of people who grew up with the show and like love it so much and they, they're trying to find new ways to like to riff on it. Mm-hmm. But, but as I, let's return to Steamed Hams for, for one second like the, the scene because the scene is amazing. It's, it's such a great like well written and, and, and well acted and well animated scene. It's just so it's so awesome and so uh, uh, it's so funny the way it heightens. Did you like when you were writing it and when it aired? Like, was steamed ham something that anyone latched onto? No. Obviously, you couldn't have anticipated this. No, in fact, that episode wasn't even that well received at the time. Right, um, and it just kind of—I don't think it was. I think it took twenty years for people to finally <laughs> start liking it. Like, nobody quoted that thing. I never heard. I never heard another word about it until like two years ago. That's crazy. I will say that as as a fan of the show. <clears throat> growing like that, I, I loved that episode, and I loved that moment of of steamed hams, and maybe even just because of the steam. And I'm from Massachusetts, so like the steamed clams parallel. Right. The, yeah, mm. I think that was funny. So. The only reason I picked that was because it rhymed, and it was the first thing that popped into my head. Like, what's he going to lie about? He's going to make a fo- really obvious fake lie, and it, okay, clams hams. That was it. I actually didn't even know. I didn't know that steamed clams were was actually a dish. Wow. And recently, when we went to Seattle, and, and they had it at, at the pier oh all right i, I thought it was i thought i had you thought you had made that yeah. up as well oh, that's <laughs> hilarious <laughs> now have you have you eaten that have you gone to universal have you eaten a crusty burger i have not but i had a, the cletus whatever the heck it was uh the that's waffle chi- it was pretty good it's good it was a little nauseating in, in its kind of sickly sweetness but i i didn't feel yeah. the nausea until i had finished it <laughs> i enjoyed it during the eating process it's right. always a good sign if you can make it to the end and then yeah. feel sick i think that's a it, it passed the test mm. um i thought that was really i thought that that whole simpsons thing there is really well done it really yeah, is it is i was super pleased i thought there was nothing shoddy about it there was a mm. lot of good especially if you go upstairs in the dining area mm-hmm. all like the, the the deep cuts that are up on the walls and stuff right. were well done well chosen i know that uh, that matt warburton did a lot of work on the ride at least i'm not sure but i know that they, they, they were, the all the all the writers were were writing stuff up for that entire entire thing i think it shows because it, it's it's awesome yeah. really high quality and and all the figu- i mean the big fiberglass figures and stuff they're all good it's, it's a good time and the and the food was also pretty good the food is good and and when because there was a back to the future ride before yes. in that area and it was doc brown's fried chicken which also not a thing which it was not a thing at all yeah i guess it doesn't make sense but that i liked that was my favorite food in the park and then they saved it and made it cletus's which is 
which is great because it, it's still that fried chicken is still some of the best food I feel like you can get in the park. They could have, I mean, yeah, because also Cletus does not have a chicken restaurant in the Simpsons universe. Oh, so you're mad about this? <laughs> no, I'm not mad about it. But it is like it's like they have they already had an invented thing of like Doc Brown, not a restaurateur, and then they. So who, who, who would you say besides Cletus should have the fried chicken? I don't think there is. So I mean, oh, you yeah. could make there another crusty cake. There was a fried chicken restaurant that appeared one time in like season two is Shakespeare's fried chicken. Oh, Whoa, okay, wow. okay. Right. that's a really like a really rarely referenced one of the early things like gulp and blow there's a lot of stuff from yeah. season two and three <laughs> that kind of went by the wayside and is now like in the deep attic of the simpsons one of which is shakespeare's fried chicken wow oh, there there we go it should have been shakespeare's but nobody would have known that <laughs> like even i had a hard time remembering that that actually occurred and i just remembered it recently oh man was there a, was there a joke in that or was it just like this just a sign just a sight gag uh, any memory I think it of it? was a sh- I think it was a sight gag and I think it was just like what's the most in- inappropriate you know source of fried chicken right <laughs> and that's nothing to do with it <laughs> Um, well, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your passion for fast food because one thing in, uh, that you've been doing recently, one of the reasons that you are on the show today, is that you've started doing a bunch of uh, fast food reviews on Instagram. So you've done a bunch of these, and here's here's a recent one uh, you did when you visited White Castle, I believe, in Vegas. Let's take a listen. Hey, I'm here at White Castle in Las Vegas because you asked for it. So of course I've had White Castle microwave burgers dozens of times, but I've never actually been to the real restaurant. This will be a first. These aren't quite as good as the microwave ones. <laughs> so it just occurred to me that maybe you guys were joking when you said I should go there. But I'll tell you, my friend, this wax figure of Bruce Willis does not approve. <laughs> um, you can find these at uh, that Bill Oakley on Instagram. Uh, what, so what made you decide to start embarking on this? Well, it's a long story. I hope you have about 45 minutes remaining in this thing. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of McDonald's, but I have a love hate relationship with it. And that I mm. hate a lot of the crap that they've been doing in right. recent years. Um, and I, can, can, can you elaborate on that just a little? Oh, well, I can elaborate all day long. All right. I had, okay. I was really deprived of fast food and video games when I was a little kid. And, and I've been making up for it ever since. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> I know. Well, there wasn't that, you know, we lived out in the country and, and the nearest, this wasn't like, there weren't fast food places around so much in the 1970s. There were right. barely any. And the nearest McDonald's was 60 miles away. So maybe right. I get to go once a year. And so it became a huge thing to me. I love McDonald's. Same with video games. We didn't have any of that crap and, until I had started earning my own money. Then I bought every video game. Okay. So <laughs> McDonald's. I love it. I don't like a lot of the things they've done in recent years. And in particular, I don't I really don't like all day breakfast. It actually makes me mad that they're so wow. desperate to not buy any new ingredients. You just want to keep combining this stuff that's already sitting in the building. So it's like, oh, we're gonna put a bun on another bun and we're gonna do this, we're gonna serve this crap that we had in the morning at a different time, rather than say change one thing or add one new thing. Mm-hmm. Like I I find and what made me so mad was that there was such a such a huge amount of fanfare about all day breakfast. Right. And it was like, and it's, and a stock went up and the CEO got a, got a big raise and all this crap. And I just like, it's the same 
crappy stuff served at a different time. Wow. And I didn't like that. And I went on this long rant on Twitter about it. And, you know, I guess you guys maybe disagree with me, but I'm, I feel passionately about I, this topic. I, I like anyone who feels passionately about it. So okay. this, this is good. So I went on a long rant on Twitter and it got a lot of attention. Yeah. And it got I remember lot, this actually. It got, it, it, yeah, it got people, it got written up in some places. Yeah. And I did an interview about it on NPR and it was crazy. Anyway, so. When they said they were introducing this fresh beef quarter pounder, I feel like that's one of the biggest problems with McDonald's is that their all their larger size burgers sucked. They taste like cardboard for many years. Yeah. And like I was like, this this fresh beef thing could be the solution. And so I felt like I was gonna go the day that they opened and I was gonna tweet about it. But then I got there and I was like, yeah, maybe I should take a video of it instead. And I, I did. I took a video of me sampling it. The result was that it was a slight improvement, as I said. The video is on my Instagram. Um and it got a lot of attention. Like people really liked it, including like um, McDonald's themselves, right? And, and, and the guy, and also one of the chefs at McDonald's, who was the big innovative guy and stuff. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll do another one. And people seemed to really like them. And and uh, so I started doing a whole bunch of them. And that was really just like it was really just about like uh, two months ago, right? But since then, it has gotten a lot of press and um, a lot of attention. And it's more like my hobby now. So anyway, right. that's. that's and I do have a lot of strongly held opinions about various fast food things, so that's perhaps why I'm here. That, I I I get what you're saying about the about the bigger. Also, Nick and I should should scare you from continuing to do this because yeah. I can't. I can't. I lost feeling in my left arm. Uh, I've gained <laughs> sixty pounds oh probably goodness. since we started this. Yeah, we um, were going to serve you with a cease and desist order today just for your own health. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, it's only really I, – I only get to have one or two fast food items a week on this thing. It's right. not like I'm uh-huh. doing it all day long every day. I mean, yeah. I reduce two, uh, one, two, or three of these videos a week, and it's like I would be eating like that anyway or, yeah. or worse. Right. I might even be eating worse if I weren't if – were, I've had two veggie burgers in the past two weeks, which I would never have otherwise had unless the people had been nagging me to go try them. <laughs> I saw – I saw. but what I loved about that, that review is that I also love – the White Castle microwave burger. They're good. They are. They're really, really... They're, they're such a well-done... No microwave burger has ever been good until the, that White Castle microwave burger. It's so, so good. Right. You're so right. It's it's really, really good. Um, I and, love the idea of someone being disappointed by the real thing. Like that's, Well, people right. who live on the East Coast were, were, were responding to <laughs> right. a common thing on Instagram that they're very different on the East Coast. Oh, interesting. Las Vegas place doesn't know how to make them and that you got to get mm. them in New Jersey and so forth. So perhaps that's true. Yeah, that's what I've... Because, you know, we... Las Vegas is kind of this uh, uh, this oasis of a bunch of East Coast chains. They have like one exactly. in Vegas, but a lot of them, like the first, I think the first Shake Shack was out there. I, I've heard are just like not real representations of what you can actually. I've get. never, I've never had White Castle before. I've never had it either. Um, Wait, Mitch and Weiger go to White Castle? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Jesus! No, no, no fun for anyone. <laughs> Who's in the back seat? We get we get there because of your direction skills. We get there immediately. Yeah, <laughs> there's no hijinks. Instead of Neil Patrick Harris, it's like uh, <laughs> like Tom Arnold's brother. <laughs> That's a good get. I like Tom yeah. Arnold. Yeah, I like Tom Arnold a lot. Yeah, we can His probably, brother. I don't know about. Yeah, we can reach out. <laughs> um, the, now to get back to the, the that McDonald's review, I. I kind of agree with I, I don't 100% agree with you because some people will be mad at, at what you said. I mean, they are you talking about the fresh beef Big Mac or I, I, fresh beef quarter pounder? Because I, I, I think it's really good. I, th- I just think on on some McDonald's, you think in general the, the McDonald's breakfast thing too. But but I I I kind of agree with you on 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 a lot of different levels. One that I like McDonald's breakfast a lot, but it's I like McDonald's lunch and dinner way more. 
And right. so that's a thing that everyone goes and I and I like it and I and I like an egg McMuffin or a sausage McMuffin, but I always feel a little. It gives me a case of the rumblies, as yeah. Nick says. <laughs> and then. Um, as far as the big burgers, I agree. I I like the quarter pounder, and I and I've liked the double quarter pounder. But, and I know what you're saying, like the the staleness of it. But that's maybe something that I just liked too. But I feel like there are other bigger burgers. I 100 percent agree with you on like when they would have the big and tasty. Which when I was over in Europe, by the way, they yeah. still have the big and tasty on at at every McDonald's I went to. Wow. Uh, but like they're like whenever they would try bigger signature burgers, I always thought that the taste was not great it, yeah their it was, angus yeah. burgers were kind of whack when yeah. they had those for a while yeah I, I was i was i was not a fan so i i would always just i would prefer the you know the the big mac or the cheeseburger yeah, the or ones whatever, made with yeah. the standard the little patties yes yeah. which like yeah. that can't be beat like if i go to mcdonald's i i'm i'm happy just to have several cheeseburgers in fact i feel like i could eat mcdonald's cheeseburgers until i fell over like i could just <laughs> eat six eight ten twelve fourteen of them and like i would feel i wouldn't feel bad and i would enjoy it Right, maybe that will. We 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 had a, a a chicken nugget power hour here where we took uh, we ate one chicken nugget every minute for sixty minutes. Um, I did, tapped out about halfway through. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick tapped out at how many twenty? I, I was I think it was in the mid twenties. I get I, this is my thing. I have a small appetite. People think because I, I I have a chain restaurant podcast that I'm some guy who can is like a like a garbage disposal who can just eat anything. I have a small appetite. I get full off of one plate at a buffet. So, I, so I got food challenges. The, I'm not good at. I got into the forties. You're in the forties. Late late forties, maybe or yeah. maybe mid forties. And, and then, our, our friend Nicole Byer was here. Did about the same as me. And, and John Gabris powered all the way through it. He got he ate sixty two nuggets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is more than he uh, had to, by the way. Um. Uh, b- we should maybe do a, a cheeseburger power hour. What do you think of that, Nick? Oh man, that'd be a disaster. <laughs> you can do it. I mean, see how long we can make it. If you want to die on the air, <laughs> <laughs> that is the plan of this show. <laughs> Instead of two gun two gunshots, we'll go through thirty two burgers. <laughs> but I, I, I think I, I think I agree with you that I have always, the Big Mac burger patty and the and the cheeseburger i've i've liked more just because i yes i, I, I like the yeah right. I, like I don't the think anybody patty. does it better than them in terms of yeah. that i mean they've been doing it for whatever 70 years mm-hmm. and they really have that particular thing nailed right I yeah i also say i to your point about the the all-day breakfast i feel like that was a thing that where it was like it was close to being fulfilled in an ironic way like a like a genie in a twilight zone episode where people have been asking for this for i feel like for my entire life people have been clamoring for a for all day breakfast how come you can only get breakfast till 10:30 and then when it finally happened it's like well they don't actually have uh, we don't actually have hash browns all day you know you got to get fries yeah. with your egg mcmuffin and it's a limited menu and I, I feel like they, it's also too it's just like not as good to get like when it, it's good to get in the morning having a McGriddle at like 6 p.m. it just it feels incongruous it doesn't it doesn't really work why are genies always trying to cheat people when they give them their wishes it doesn't <laughs> you, make any sense you would think a genie would want to fulfill wishes correctly so yeah. they get repeat business so people be like you gotta fucking check out this genie man you rub his lamp he'll hook you up they just they fucking get off on this shit man those pieces of shit they're twisted <laughs> genies are twisted <laughs> Where are they from? Is it Egypt? Uh, I mean, I don't. I want to. Oh, what is this problematic? I mean, for they don't exist. Uh, <laughs> genies are genies are from nowhere. Why are you going to break my heart every episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not. Just, it's also the devil. The devil mm. fulfills things in in ironic ways. Don't sell your soul to the devil. It always backfires. Mm, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Unless she looks like Elizabeth Hurley in Bewitch. <laughs> or wait, what was it called? Bedazzled? Bedazzled. Bedazzled, right. Bewitch was a different one. 
Uh, but yeah, even she screwed up Brendan Fraser. He wanted to be a uh, basketball superstar, and she gave him a little wiener. I, I, oh, wait, is that true? That's what happens in the movie, yeah. Oh, God. There's also one, there's something that I'm sure has aged horribly, which is that he wants to be like this amazing lover, mm-hmm. but she makes him gay. Oh. And he's just like, I'm gay. And it's what like, it's really bedazzled. It was Elizabeth Hurley and Brendan Fraser. It oh came my, out in oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a remake of that Dudley Moore and Peter Cook movie, right? Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, wow. it's, it's, uh, it's it weird. Was, it was the height of Brendan Fraser. Who, who was great? The Mummy movie, the original Mummy is great. I love Fraser. No no objections to Fraser. Mm. I love Fraser and I love Fraser. Oh, all right. They're both excellent. <laughs> Um, so what have you? So you've been going through uh, beyond McDonald's. What have you found as you've been going through this uh, uh, this the, this tour of different fast food restaurants? You've been. It, it feels like when I've been look, wa- watching your Instagram videos, a, a lot of them are like limited release items, like things that are that are that are new to the menu. Uh, what any highlights? Any lowlights? Well, it's not. I would say it's not entirely fast food. It's I would right. say snack food. Other things. I've done a couple sandwiches. Sure. I've done a couple of things that you can do at home, like the mayonnaise taste test and things like that but it's things of that nature um tell me more of this mayonnaise taste test oh, you have to watch on it on instagram that <laughs> phil oakley on instagram nick 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 used to eat a spoon he'd eat uh, just a spoonful of mayo he loves what, what mayo. brand of mayo was it i'm a best foods guy i mean i, I was great grew up you know, on the west everybody, coast well i'll spoil the ending best foods did win my taste test of, of two however everybody has been saying that duke's is the mayonnaise? It like I've never. It was, had it was. It was. It was. It was. Best Foods versus Hellman's. Was it? That, it, was, was that? it was. Best Foods versus the new Heinz mayonnaise. Oh, because, you know, there's Heinz a condiment mayonnaise. war going on yeah. between Heinz and Best Foods Hellman's right now. They keep trying to invade each other's territory. Oh, Best right. Best Foods is the West Coast versus Hellman's. Hellman's. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, Carl, it's this, so, that Carl's Jr. Uh, Hardee's divide. It's like that's right. the same sort of thing that, that splits the nation in two. Okay, so, I'll tell you a couple of things that I found. And yeah, these are all uh, will be well known to my Instagram followers, but um. First of all, I never even heard of Freddy's, right? Have you seen, did you see my review of Freddy's? I didn't like, watch it, but okay. I, I've never been to Freddy's, but people have tell, told it's us we need to cover terrific. it. terrific. Freddy's, okay. Uh, it's a, a, bur- it's people, a burger place? Yes, it's okay. Freddy. And there's like 150 locations. It's like, it's, it's national, but it's not in any big cities, really. It's like, it's all over the Midwest. It's located, its headquarters is in Wichita. It's called Freddy's Steak Burger and Custard. But there are like, there's one in Las Vegas. There's what the nearest one to LA is in Victorville. You know, oh, it's okay. like, it's yeah. to be in a lot of like outlying areas. Oh man, we went to Victorville one time. Victorville, another place like it, like Vegas that has, I, I think it's like a, a like a, a place where a lot of truckers stop. It's like a, a logistics hub where there's a bunch of chain restaurants. This, this, this little town that's like a, about a quarter of the way, a third of the way between LA and Vegas. Yes, yeah, but yeah, but sorry, go on. So, but so, but Freddy's. Uh, somebody said I should try it, and and I read this thing online that said it was the best burger chain you'd never heard of, and it was terrific. And the burger itself was the best fast food chain burger I have had. Wow, rivaling In and Out. Wow, like, and I think the only difference would be that it, it's like it's a matter of your personal preference, mm. like. I, I would have a tough time choosing if there were two right next to each other because Freddy's is a different type of thing. The burger is more of that, like it's more of like that Shake Shack smash burger thing where it's 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 smashed and there's a little bit of char, uh-huh. but there's two of them and they're really thin and there's cheese between them. Oh, there's also two giant pieces of pickle. When you look at it, you're like, there's way too much pickle on this right. thing, but it doesn't taste that way. It tastes magnificent. And so I love that. I love that. And their fries were very good too. They were much thinner than your average fast food fries. And they had a different, a, a, a variety of dipping sauces with the fries. Okay, so I just had the burgers and fries. The meal itself was fantastic. And wow. I didn't even try. There's like, there's a dozen other things on the menu. And plus, they've got custard and all that other kind of like ice cream, Dairy Queen type stuff. 
which I hear is great too. So this is a place that people should be discovering, um, and it's just weird that it's located outside of metropolitan areas for yeah. the most part. Right. Um, my only concern, like this sounds awesome, my only concern with a place uh, called Freddy's is that you'd get a, uh, a bladed gloved hand through your chest <laughs> and hear a, a onion rings, bitch. <laughs> wait, wait, you didn't make an effort. Yeah, well, yeah, effort what, what, is the, what is the pun there? Yeah. Come on, Freddy, stop phoning it in. <laughs> So that's one thing I found. Yeah. Let's see. I found, I mean, I try to do places that, that, that the broad audience would appreciate and not just one location places, but I've right. done a few, like this place in Portland that just opened yesterday, which is the definitely the best uh, hamburger in Portland um, from a team of like all-star chefs, um, this place called Super Deluxe. Um, which uh, burgers are better than Shake Shack. Wow. They're the best burgers in town. And, um, it's just this one location. So that's, that's a very regional thing in that it's just Portland. Um, I also went to Hi Ho Burger here in Santa Monica. Did you yes. ever try that place? Yeah. No, yeah. The, it's, it's over on the third street promenade. That area. was, that was terrific yeah. as well. Um, and then I've had a couple of fairly good things. Like I had a really good, that sandwich from Wendy's and stuff, but I've also had a lot of, I've had some crud like Burger King, man. What, what's going on with Burger King? Is it like... Is it falling apart? Like we, every, we, we've 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 talked about this. this? I, I mean, I I had a Burger King near me when I when, close to me when I grew up, and I and I so I hold, held hold in my heart, and I and I I do I make excuses for it, but it's yeah. gotten it's gotten bad. It's, it's regressed a bit. Yeah. I'm I'm I've been pretty disappointed in my recent Burger King experiences. Although we had the you know, the Farmhouse King is the one burger we had, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, which was a which it was a recent promotional burger that was kind of like a that had an egg on it uh, that was well done. But in general, I feel like the, the they're just how like did, how did it be, how I did don't it, know how did Burger King become like the the restaurant that you go into and it's like shitty and dirty like it, yeah it, it, it is and I they haven't renov- at least I can certainly say in Portland every one of them looks like it hasn't been renovated since 1991 yeah if you're lucky yeah and the food is of the standard quality in most places but it's like it seems like they're they're waiting. Every other reno- like McDonald's, they've all been renovated in the past five years. They look pretty good. Yeah, and and other places are like innovating stuff. Whereas Burger King seems like it's waiting to die. You know, and- it's it's sad to me, and it still is probably it's it, right. It's still up there as far as chains go, right? Like I want it was it's going to be like the most drawn out death ever because yeah. because, it, because it's so. You, but just back in the day, just the fact that you could get. Just the grilled burgerness of it, and it—that was the difference between. But now I don't think that's as big of a deal because there are places that actually grill their burgers, not even like yeah. the fake yeah. thing that Burger King does or whatever puts it through the the little machine conveyor belts right. or whatever. There was a thing you talked about though before, Mitch. You talked about the just how solid the the Whopper, and for me, I'd go I like Whopper, Whopper with cheese. I love the Whopper. Was, I do. Yeah. I, I I still find it delightful. And I, I don't yeah. like going sandwich. to Burger King. I'd rather buy it and eat it in my car yes. right. than enter the restaurant. Yeah, but I, I do like the taste of the. Whopper. It's it's real it's real it's really strange that they've become they, like they they have no identity where McDonald's is its identity is that it is the number one place and it has all these things that it has it has all these classic things like the Whoppers it's one classic yeah they changed their fries in about when was it like the late nineties or whatever remember it when they changed right. their fries yes I, I remember actually because they had a free Friday where mm-hmm. they gave everything away and they, then and then besides that like when you think about. Burger King, like what is what is even their other big thing? It's like the that long chicken sandwich. I like the long chicken sandwich, but that's it, right? But I yeah. mean, like what 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 else besides that? The Big King, which was just a yeah. knockoff, like a, it's a Big Mac knockoff. Yeah. I mean, the 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 regal theming, I guess, is part of it. Yeah, the the crown you get, the little crown, that's a lot of the fun. Cr- but that, do they do that still? And also the 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 when I when I would go back in the day, they had little apple pies that would be warm. 
but I don't even think they I don't think they offer that anymore. Yeah, it's, it's just it's really it's a sad thing to me because I used to I, I I loved it back in the day, and it's just it's dying. You're I, right. I I totally think it is. Also, one other thing I've discovered I discovered in this journey was that I liked it. I thought Arby's was very good. Love Arby's. You know, We're, I hadn't yeah. been to Arby's. I have only eaten a sandwich at Arby's in the past 20 years. And everybody's like, you got to go to Arby's. And I did. And although it was a dump in the Burger King tradition, yeah. the sandwich was excellent. Yeah. yeah. They have good meat at Arby's. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And and it's like, it's just, it's a concept. It's a figure of fun because of its funny name. But yeah. ultimately the food is, I thought the food was deserving of more credit. Yeah, right. and, and they and they like obviously their roast beef is their thing, but then also you can just like they advertise like oh this buffalo chicken sandwich you're like that looks good, mm-hmm. and you go and have it and you're like it is good Burger King it, there's nothing like that they, yeah. they put up a new promo and you're like oh, that's gonna taste like the Burger King taste and you right. go there and it tastes like Burger King. You know what I like about I Arby's. Completely agree. What's that? Spokesperson, the voice of the We Have the Meats campaign. Ving Rames, a.k.a. Luther Stickle from the Mission Impossible franchise. That's right. The key member of Ethan Hunt's team. Nick and I are big. The one fixture of the franchise. Nick and I are big Mission Impossible fans. The the movie. Have you, have you seen any of the, the Mission Impossible movies? Uh, I saw the first one. Uh-huh. That's, see, that's where a lot of... You got a lot of catching up to do. The, the, the new one comes out this week, and, and we stand by it as the best action movie go... Like, action... Actually, I feel like it's one of the best franchises going. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. And and uh, a lot of my Quincy friends hadn't watched, all, and and I'm, I'm getting Mike Ramondi to... He's watching them all right now. Yeah, I've been, just, I've been re-watching all of them. I'm having the time of my life. I told him, I said, watch... He, so he just watched three yesterday, and he texted me, said... He said three was fucking awesome. I was like, wait till you see four and five. They're great. They're <laughs> they keep, all they great. Keep going. They're so great. If you, if, you, if, you, if you ever have, if you're ever looking for a movie, the the Mission Impossible series, I'd say three on is. You can start at three and keep going if you already seen the cool. first one. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Yeah, it's great. Hey, you guys, check it out during this break. We right back with more. <laughs> Do you want them to watch a movie? Yeah, watch the whole movie. Right. Then come back and listen to the second half. <laughs> oh boy, Mitch, Mother's Day's coming up. You got sweaters candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Mm. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. Named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter, Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Dreaded bathrobe covering mom up? Ugh. Get that sweater off of you. Too many layers. Wags, that's right. You know what? I'm guilty. I've given my mom too many of these boring gifts. Yes. Some some sweaters, some candles, some dreaded bathrobes. I've accidentally given my mom the same gift twice. Wow. It's really embarrassing. Or 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 you end up getting like, oh, I guess I'll give you a gift card. I don't, you know, like like it it's it, it doesn't feel like there's any love behind that. Well, guess what, Wags? I've also gifted my mom an Aura Frame. That's right. Wow. This is the truth. Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful it's not another sweater, she'll also love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. That's right. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code Doughboys at checkout to save. And you know what, Wags? My mom liked her Aura frame so much. Is this true? She got my sister one. And now my sister's got one in her dining room. Wow. Mm -hmm. Terms and conditions apply. Send photos you want from your phone to mom's frame. In fact, Mitch, I'm going to send your mom a photo right now. The hell? Enjoy, Mrs. Mitchell. I love you, mommy. I love you, mommy. 
You're talking to your mom, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mitch. I feel like during the summer, pretty much everything I'm doing outdoors is making me thirsty. Yeah, I'll tell you what the issue is. That blasted sun. Curse the sun. Curse the sun. Giver of life, but also... Giver of heat. Giver of a dehydrator-in-chief, I'd call it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Summer requires extraordinary hydration because of the sun. You know it's like built for everyday dehydrating moments. Yes. The moon is cool. <laughs> Moon's real cool. When the moon, the moon is, is out, out, there's never a, a doubt. doubt. The, the moon, moon is, is cool. <laughs> and when the sun's up, up high, you can't deny, deny it's gonna, gonna be, be hot, 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 hot. Anyways, I think that we've expressed that the sun gets you hot in it the summertime. Sure and the moon keeps you cool. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. Mm -hmm. With it's three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Wags, that's right. And you know what? It's so easy to just tear open a packet of Liquid IV, pour it into a cup, mix it up with some ice cold water, and drink it down. My favorite flavor, strawberry. It's a hydration multiplier. That's right. Gets you even more hydrated, and it's easier to stay hydrated while traveling. And you know what, Mitch? We like the taste. I love the taste. And you know what? I love that I'm getting all those uh, electrolytes, and I'm not getting filled up with sugars. Yeah. I love, the th I love the smell, too, and it helps you out, not just while traveling, but after a big night out. You know what I mean. Come on. I Come on. <laughs> The moon, moon is, is cool. Cool, cool, cool. The cool. moon <laughs> is cool. Cool, cool, cool. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And Wags, it's got three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink. Eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, and now sugar-free. We got white peach. Wow. Green grape. Wow. Raspberry melon. And lemon lime. That's right, Wags. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DOUGHBOYS at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DOUGHBOYS at liquidiv.com. I love Liquid IV. You know why? Why? Because it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. And the sun... It's hot, hot, hot. Mitch, listeners, did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen to this. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Wow. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Mitch, you know what I love about Babbel is the courses are convenient. They help me learn real-life conversation skills in my chosen language, Spanish. Makes it easier to order food, ask mm. for directions, speak to people here in Los Angeles uh, without having to consult language apps uh, while you're on the go. 
Well, Wag, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. And you don't want to go anywhere near a college campus these days with all those protests. No thanks. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Wags <laughs> and all those protesters out there. Here's a special <laughs> limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Doughboys. Get up to 60% off at Babbel.com slash Doughboys, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Doughboys. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to Doughboys. We're here with Bill Oakley. You've hopefully just watched one of the Mission Impossible movies. Nick, um, you know what's crazy is that yeah. someone just now tweeted us. You song sent out a picture of us podcasting. Yes. And someone made a Mission Impossible refer- reference to the tweet. What's the reference? I, it was like like Ethan. I don't know. It's just, it's. A, I don't want to get into the, how dumb the tweet is. But, but you just tell you just showed me your lock screen. Oh well, what, I, I'm, I, I'm telling you, we're not going to get into it. But I'm okay. saying they, they made a reference to Mission Impossible right around the same time we were talking about it. I, I wasn't going to say this, but it's because you brought it up. My lovely wife Natalie texted me while we were recording. I wasn't looking at my phone. Texted me, okay, you need to watch MI5 and we need to tan about it. I think I'm sure she she meant talk. That was a, tan- a oh, okay. typo. Uh, or maybe PS, you guys are going tanning. We, I, I, hey, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little pale. Um, uh, P.S. We got to book the MI6 showing now, all in. So fun. Wow. She hadn't so seen she- MI5, but we saw MI5 together, Mitch, mm-hmm. in theaters. I'm about to rewatch it. So we did. We did see that together. We Why? Did. Why did I go with you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill, spur of the moment review bubbly cherry seltzer water what do you think this is what we've been sipping on here i like you know what i like bu- bubbly what's this brand just introduced like a month ago i yeah. feel like i saw a lot of stuff for it. i think it has slightly more flavor than it, all the competitors it, re- it really the, the cherry this cherry flavor is very cherry it, it, there's a strong cherry taste to it right like more so than than the croix or yeah, something I yeah i like it i feel like this is this brand is, is is living up to the hype yeah yeah this is i think this is ellen's brand right is that right nick the bubbly brand i don't know maybe i'm wrong which ellen ellen degeneres i know <laughs> jesus who do you, which other ellen cleghorn <laughs> all right do you, ellen <laughs> cleghorn's brand um, um, Mitch, Mitch, I want to talk. I, I want to. We, we got to get into our chain a little bit. Uh, uh-huh. Panera Bread, which is a, which is a big one that we haven't covered we do, yet. We got to talk about. Some and stuff. I, I know you have some big thoughts uh, on this one, Bill. Um, but before we do that, and I, I don't know how you want to address this exactly, Mitch, but you during the break, yeah. you went into your bedroom. That's right. You reemerged with a dust covered uh, cardboard box uh-huh. with just 1992 written on. That's it. right. Now I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if this is the remains of a sibling or something. I don't know what what is in this mystery, this JJ's mystery box, if you will. Mac Mitchell died in 1991. <laughs> Was this a burger you considered your brother? This is from the time I worked at The Simpsons. I was the, uh, I I. I would come upon a lot of things and that would be considered trash, and this was literally given to me to throw in the dumpster. And I didn't do it. it was, it's a bunch of scripts from 1992. Were, were you, oh my wow. god! So you, you were you were you were there yeah. in, in 1992. So yep. the, a bunch of production scripts. I'll just pull out a few of them. This is like this is like when uh, uh when oh my god, look at that Cardinal Ratzinger, who would later become Pope Benedict, 
uh, discovered Pope John Paul's memoirs. And this he, looks like Groening drew the cover to that one. He asked for his diary to be disposed, but he could not bring himself to do it. So he, he held on to it for its historical importance. Uh, so, yeah, this one has some, some hand-drawn Simpsons art on the front of it and marker. This... These are yeah. t- table reads, I believe. This one is the this is the this is the record draft. The record this draft. Is, um, oh yeah, the blue. This was the blue like pa- a, two weeks before we started. Uh, wow. This yes, and this is uh, that's the one that Conan wrote that came with about the um, Bart wanting to date that teenage girl. Oh yeah. This yeah, there's one. there's a there's a few. See, this one is this new one, kid on the block. This oh, one yeah, this one is a record classic. one, and and the, the Homer's lines are hardly so Dan Castellaneta uses yeah. yeah. Um, you know what's interesting is I've got some of the stage directions here, and like you don't you you see this on the screen, you don't ever see what, how this is actually written, but it says uh, Bart, a cartoon boy who likes to make prank calls, <laughs> enters the scene. <laughs> that crossword was that crossword knows some inside info. Spot on. This is amazing. Yeah, these are great. This is um, this is Dan's too. This is highlighted. Wow, you got a Dan Graney there. Dan, this is a Dan Castellaneta. Oh, okay. Still very maybe, cool. Maybe a few of them are Dan's. Yeah. So wait, this is one that he read at the table or read for the record. Yeah, Marge gets a job. I mean, wow. well, that's the one that we were. That was our first oh, it one. Is. It is. It's 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 yours. That is the first Simpson script that we ever wrote. This I, is amazing. We're there, we were there at this table reading, and it was stunning. Would you would you like? Do you have a copy of the script? Would you like it? I do. I have a okay. copy of All right, good. at least one of each. Phew. I'm gonna this keep is it. also one of. This is also highlighted. This obviously must have been a cache of stuff that. Uh, Dan Castellaneta left lying around yeah, somewhere. They were going to throw it in the dumpster. They were going to throw it in the dumpster. Mitch, you could flip this on eBay. Get yourself a house. <laughs> <laughs> I opened up one page and there was a dead bug in one. Uh-huh. So, oh, man. I mean, it was an old dead bug. Not right. new. Uh, so this, maybe, is, this is crazy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Homer's highlighted lines and then some handwritten notes in here. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty awesome. So how much money? Uh, so this basically, why we had you come on the show here is how much money do you think I could make from these <laughs> scripts? <laughs> you could probably make six or seven bucks a piece. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. All right. So long, Doughboys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Little Caesars. <laughs> Uh, let's talk Panera Bread. So it was founded as the St. Louis Bread Company. It still operates as the St. Louis Bre- uh, Bread Company in the St. Louis area. Hey, if you're a you're a St. Louisian and um, uh, you, there's a St. Louis Bread Company in your neighborhood, uh, tweet at us. Uh, hashtag uh, uh, local St. Louis guy um, or girl oh, Jesus. or person. <laughs> I'm flubbing. Never has a hashtag been, been. That was one of the best hashtags we've ever had. <laughs> Uh, it was purchased by the Alban Pan Company, which and then which then sold off Alban Pan, and then a holding corporation purchased Panera and then rebought Alban Pan. So the the, the corporations got got merged, then separated, then merged again. Um, and uh, uh, twenty one hundred stores nationwide, pretty pretty well done, or pretty well known rather. So Alban Pan is gone. No, it still exists. Oh, it does. Okay, but good. I mean, it got it. It, it absorbed was, these other companies. Oban Pan oh, okay. absorbed Panera. Then yeah. the, that new company sold off Oban Pan. It was just oh, Panera, okay. and then another company bought them back uh, together and, and merged them. Um, so I went to the Santa Monica location uh, with my lovely wife, uh, and uh, this used to be a beloved local chain called Polly's Pies. There's there's a bunch of these in Southern California. A Panera went up in its husk like a hermit crab. Um, it was. Yeah, I, I remember going to the Polly's Pies when it was there, and it was something that the seniors loved. And it was a place. You could sit down and, and, and get yourself a good sandwich and a slice of pie. It was a lot and, and a cup of diner coffee. Um, so you know, I, I kind of 
that particular Panera location, I have some some ill will towards, but I like Panera in general. Um, I'd say the the customer service there was very very informative. There was a little bit of a kitchen miscue, but other than that, everyone was super duper mm. friendly. Uh, and uh, uh, the person working at the counter, Amber, I believe was her name, was was just super helpful in terms of guiding our menu decisions. Um, have you, Bill? I know that you have strong feelings. Actually, let, let's, Mitch. I want to hear your feelings first on Panera. Your biases going in because I know Bill has some some particularly. Uh, I, 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 Strong thoughts. I, I, I've never had really strong thoughts on Panera. It wasn't a chain that I visited a lot of. Uh, Obam Pan is more of a place that, like, interesting. Um, my, my mom would like. I had like like a like a honey mustard or like a some sort of baguette from there, like right. some sandwich. Um, Obam Pan. I, I mean, uh, Panera. Not too too much experience with. I feel like I've gotten sandwiches that, from there, like. Once or twice, but I, it just wasn't in my it, it wasn't in my sphere, Nick. It was, it right. was It was. It was never. It was never something that I that I was was eating growing up. So I don't have strong thoughts about it. When I when we worked on the birthday boys, there was a Panera near on Brand Boulevard, which I went to today. Yes, and that was uh that that was kind of like the first time where I was like, okay, we we're having this for dinner and for lunch and stuff. We we ate we ate it a few times, right. you know, and and I was fine with it. I think it's like it's kind of got this this <laughs> hotel lobby decor where you can kind of sit in it for a while, and they they generally have free Wi Fi. Yeah. Um, so you know it, it's it's like a place if you need to kill some time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like it, it it serves that purpose well. But but a but, waiting you're saying is a waiting room. In it's many akin ways. to a waiting room that serves food. Yeah. But Bill, I, what look what is what is your thought on Panera going in, and uh, uh, how did that perhaps color your your feelings regarding this particular meal? I have so much to say, guys. I hope you got another two hours for this. <laughs> the, okay, this is what began. Okay, this is what got me into this thing. And I know I, I, Panera was I, was I re- one of the most places I recommended that, yes. we, that we do tonight. This fast food, this rating of national fast food chains came out in USA Today on July third. Mm-hmm. And I read this, and it just my top of my head flew off. Okay, right? <laughs> top fast food. You do have an exposed scale, brain This is right a now. national poll. <laughs> top yeah. fast food scale of zero to one hundred. Number one, Chick Fil A, eighty-seven. Okay, I can understand that. People feel passionately about Chick-fil-A. Right. It's, yeah. it's good. You know, it's good. But number two, Panera Bread. Wow. 81. That, I just like, I couldn't process that fact. Now, yeah. we'll move on down here. You have, next one is Papa John's. That's controversial. Next one, Pizza Hut. <sighs> also yeah, controversial. Then Subway, Arby's, Chipotle, Domino's, Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks. Okay. It's weird to me that there's no McDonald's or anything else in that yeah. list. But it defies logic and reason the Panera Bread is number two. First of all, you can't qualify it as a fast food place under any mm-hmm. circumstances. Right. At best, it's a fast casual. Although when I went today, it took 18 minutes to get my food, which is a regular restaurant. That's yeah. not a fast food. It's not even fast casual. It's not fast. Yeah. Okay. But the fact that so many people across the United States would vote for this above all the other many very good fast food places we have made me angry. <laughs> yeah, I that whole I mean that that list that you read down uh, it sounds like it's generally kind of whack. It's a, there's, I mean Papa John's number three is insane. I, it, I would push Duncan way up too. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would expect Duncan to score a little bit higher because for the same reason Chick Fil A scored high. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, scored high. Yeah. I, I wonder if this poll was like exclusively people over sixty years old mm. or consulted or whatever. Like that other poll that everybody was talking about last month about Taco Bell best voted best restaurant in America. It, I believe it turned out that that it was uh, of the Mexican fast food chains. It was voted the best uh, one, right? But, but, it, but the headline was that it was best restaurant in America, so it misled everybody. Bill, you know, and I've this, said on this this podcast that uh, I consider. 
Taco Bell my favorite restaurant of all time. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's the best fast food chain in America, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a contender. Yeah. But Panera is not. Yes. Okay. Now, I want to talk for about Panera. Yes. I want to talk about this. I've been to Panera hundreds of times. <laughs> I've only eaten there because I have to go. My wife loved those loved the, these pastries, and I had to go pick them up. I've been in the restaurant hundreds of times. I've only eaten maybe four or five meals there, and every one of them has been a disappointment. I ate one today, which we'll talk about in great detail, yes. should you want to hear about it in great detail. I certainly do. But I think the thing about Panera is, ultimately, it's mediocre food served in a depressing setting. Mm. And it is. it also attracts a clientele. I made up a jingle, for which I tweeted a few years ago, for Panera that said... <laughs> there's no tune to it but it's like there's a place where middle-aged women go to have serious conversations and it's Panera <laughs> and it's been born out and it's not just women but I, in my observation it is mainly women but it's also people, middle-aged people go there to have serious conversations and I think sure. as you said it's like a waiting room it's a hot it's a place it's a neutral place with, in my opinion, depressing decor where you're welcome yeah. to sit for an hour and they have Wi Fi and it's like you can go talk to your financial planner. In fact, I all made up a fake New Yorker cartoon where it was like the husband and the wife were at Panera and he says to the wife, the husband says, It's time to talk about putting your father in assisted living, so I brought you to Panera. <laughs> and that's what it is. That is that place. It, it has a, the, the decor is a. 1992 waiting room. It, it is, really is. It's bad. And I don't know how it's intolerable to me, but also the, the food is not so great that it makes up for that. You, and you know what I, you know what I, I think the, 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 the decor, the, the, the oh God, the, the interior, the decor, yes. thank you, looks like is a, a worse Olive Garden. Yes. It looks, it, it, it's dark like Olive Garden. It, like why? Why is it yeah. more bright in there? It's a, it's it, this one on brand is cave like too, but then it, it just is like, it's it's a step down from what Olive Garden looks like. It's, cr- it's sure crazy. right. It's like well, Olive Garden is too style. It's someone. It's Olive Garden has too much style. Has too much pizzazz. Remove yeah. all the fake plants and the palm trees and just give us that that airport you know look. Yes, that, and it's neutral. It was focus grouped that people anybody from little kids won't hate it. Yeah, and old people will be perfectly soothed by it. It's like a nursing home. In fact, one of my friends. Uh, uh, his wife summed it up perfectly and said, Panera is like a second-rate hospital cafeteria. Yes. And I think that's the most perfect thing I've ever heard about Canera. When, 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 I, when I think back on like, like uh, you know, hearing the news that my dad was sick, like the environment is a Panera. <laughs> it's like the Panera, Panera dining right. room, even though it didn't happen there. I'm yeah. saying like... You were that, eating a giant cookie. Let me tell you, this, let me t- <laughs> when I put, this, I put this observation on Instagram stories after my outrage at this thing, yeah. I got a few comments from people um, who, had, who agreed with me, including like uh, my mother-in-law just got divorced at a Panera. Um, my local knitting group used to meet at a Panera every week, but we had to change venues because we had seen two arrests, four breakups, and many bad dates. And another person said, uh, a, a man came running out and said, my wife got in a fight and, and she just drove away and left me here. That's the kind of thing that you get at Panera. Right. And in fact, I went there today to eat for this podcast and sitting next to two different groups of, of middle-aged women arrived. Uh, one was talking about um, court ordered uh, child therapy and the other was talking it was a woman and I just heard she's like I'm just doing the best I can to do it. it's like a lot of depressing material is going on in Panera Mm -hmm. so that if the food were amazing maybe the depressing atmosphere would be worth it but it is not it is and we can go into a deep dive on the food in a moment but I just wanted to get my rant out of the way (laughs) I I get that I think I was the depressing person for the people in Panera today (laughs) they were bummed out when they saw me walk in there um 
I know I, I, I get it. It's something that stands out. I mean, like it's, it's, it is something that you think about when you go, it, it, it's, it's, you can't help but think about how it's. Dep- I, right. I I swear to God, I was I the same thing with that one on Brand Boulevard. It, it, and we went to yeah. three different locations. Yeah, and I've been to three or four different locations in Portland as well, and they're all identical in terms of the look and also in terms of the demographic of people there. Mm-hmm. And and it, uh, you know, anyway. So I think we've covered that, but <laughs> that's what I wanted to say is the preamble to the discussion yeah. right. of the food. Uh, well, let's get into the food. So on, on my visit, I got the You Pick 2. Uh, this is a deal that that Panera has. You can buy in any two half portions of salads, sandwiches, soups, uh, mac and cheese, which they offer now, or flatbreads. And everything comes with your choice of French baguette, mm-hmm. apple, or chips. Me, I feel like apple is the right move there. I mean, like, you know, like it depends on how hungry you are, but I feel like the Panera apples I've had are generally pretty solid. And that was the case today. Um the, or, or not today, but the, the, this this most recent visit. I got the black bean soup and the bacon turkey bravo sandwich. Uh, the black bean soup is a, a vegetarian broth, onions, red bell pepper, garlic, cumin, and uh, black beans, of course. Uh, the bacon turkey, and turkey bravo sandwich, turkey breast, bacon, gouda, lettuce, vine-ripened tomatoes, and signature sauce of some sort, which had a little bit of sweetness uh, on this tomato basil bread, which was an odd bread. Um, and then we also got the barbecue chicken mac and cheese, which is one of their recommendations, which is, uh, you know, it, it's basically mac and cheese, white cheddar cheese they, they sauce, they call it, um, with a pulled chicken, uh, apple cider vinegar barbecue sauce, frizzled onions, and fresh cilantro. And I also got myself to drink a peach and blueberry smoothie, which is made with almond milk, peach and mango puree, uh, and a few different juices. Um, I would say the barbecue chicken mac and cheese was subtraction by addition to invert the the idiom uh it, it, it adding the uh, the barbecue chicken and adding the the onions and the cilantro made it less good than just mac and cheese on its own in fact as we dag- we dug through that bad boy when you get to those bottom layers that was just the the mac and cheese those were the best bites the stuff with the protein on top and the, the onions was just like i, I it's honestly too saucy i got to i got to i got to i got to say something here yes it's going to be divisive i want to hear it Barbecue chicken is fucking whack. Wow. It's mm. bad. I think barbecue chicken on its own can be good. I've had Fine. good barbecue chicken. Sure, I agree but with you that. But mean, you mean the barbecue chicken food item, like the, the salads, the pizzas. Yes, it's, Interesting. it's such like a saucy, it's not, it's not, I, I will take buffalo chicken over it always. That would have been better in this In this, I, I was with context. Wu-Tang when I was back in uh, Boston. We went to, so we, 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 we hit some balls at the driving range. And a lot he, of fun. And he ordered a Hawaiian pizza. When we were up there, I said, "Ah, Jesus, a Hawaiian pizza, that's bad. I'm not, but whatever." I so I ate it, and then we went to Boston Bowl later that night. We were at Boston Bowl. He's like, "I'm gonna go get another pizza." I said, "Great." He comes back with a barbecue chicken pizza, the two worst pizzas in one day. So you guys go to a driving range in a bowling alley. He gets two. He gets two sweet pizzas. <laughs> he got two sweet pizzas. What a strange! That's is that oh. what your life is like in Quincy? <laughs> yes. Just go golfing and bowling, and then you eat bad food. Why do you think that I want to go back there all the time? <laughs> we were we 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 we, play, we we went we did the batting cages as well. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> I was the one this who played like, baseball with a bunch, and they said the loser has to buy the bowling, and I and I and I somehow still lost. That's like I, a, it's like a weekend with the uh, with Tom <laughs> Hanks character from Big. Just nah. like let's go to the batting cages. That eat two pizzas. <laughs> We're just as disinterested in women like Tom Hanks's <laughs> child character. Um, so, yeah, two, two, two. And I, when I was eating that pizza, I was like, "This, this pizza is good. The Boston right. Bowl pizza is surprisingly good." 
But um, but the that barbecue, that sweet barbecue chicken, get it out of it's. I I, I it needs to be. It feels like a, a relic from the '90s. It needs to be done. I agree because it did actually when when California Pizza Kitchen was like a cool thing. That was a, their signature item, the barbecue chicken pizza, oh. and that is very '90s. So yeah, it, I, I think I'm with you. Um, it's not even what real barbecue chicken is. Real barbecue chicken doesn't taste like this thing that they made barbecue chicken right. into. It's usually like a like a white meat. The 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 one that you get in the barbecue chicken is usually like a white meat that's that's you know certainly not barbecued and then just covered with this 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 overly sweet uh, molasses based sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, Sorry, that was my that was my rant. Hey I man, that that's out. okay. I, I get that out too. I I'm not sure. I don't agree with you entirely, but I mm. can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're all ranting here. Hey, <laughs> you know what? While we're ranting, why the hell isn't Waluigi playable in the new Smash Brothers? Oh Jesus! I mean, he's in Mario Tennis, but he's just an assist trophy in the upcoming Smash Brothers for the Switch. This is going to be the most widely played Smash Brothers of all time. And you can't even make him DLC. This will get the most reaction from our listeners too. <laughs> um, the 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 tomato basil bread on the bacon turkey Bravo sandwich I did not like. I thought I just thought it was a weird flavor it had to it. But overall, it was a fine sandwich. I really like the big leaf of lettuce in there. They just had a big old leaf of what green. What was the Bravo element besides the bacon and turkey? What else was on the sandwich? I think that's just what they call it. They got a registered trademark after the Bravo. So I don't. Maybe it's because that's what you're supposed to say upon finishing it because you're so astounded by the the sandwich they prepared for you. The soup I thought was. <laughs> fine it was just it was filling um it just a little under seasoned it would have been nice if they'd had a, a, just a little bit more cumin in there a little bit more garlic i mean it's, it's pretty subtle i was just i felt like i was just having like a, a plain black bean uh sort of a side um and then the smoothie i thought was quite nice you know the 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 juice was maybe a little syrupy in there, um, but the almond milk worked well, and 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 uh, I, I I enjoyed the flavors. It was not overly sweet, uh, and it, it you know I, I I felt like it was something where what, sometimes you have those smoothies and they're super duper unhealthy. This did not feel like that. Um, uh, Natalie, my wife got the modern cabrese sandwich. This was where we had the kitchen miscue. They were out of the basil wheat white bean puree, which is supposed to come on it, and didn't tell us. So that sandwich just arrived dry. Mm. Natalie's got enough problems with. <laughs> Dryness being married to me, <laughs> but wow, but but uh, but I mean, like, what, why not get, why not offer some mayo on the side or something? She had to go out, go up to the counter and ask for a pesto. They just gave her a, a sandwich with no condiment on it. I can't believe I didn't say that. You... <laughs> um, she also got the she also got the green goddess ca- uh, cob salad with chicken, which was fine. It was a totally uh, fine sandwich. It had some avocado in there. Um, and then to go, uh, we ate this at home, the kitchen sink cookie, which is a big old cookie with uh, with milk chocolate, uh, caramel pieces, pretzels, and finished with flake salt. I actually thought this was the highlight of her whole meal. It was oh, a very wow. nice cookie, very ni- very soft. The flake salt on there uh, uh, really helped bring out the sweetness and contrast with it. Uh, that, yeah, that was an excellent cookie. And if I just had that cookie, I would have been like, oh, man, this is this place knows how to bake. Um, but that was my meal. Uh, let, let's get into what you guys got. Uh, Bill, let's start with you. The... Uh let me say that across the board, I yeah. don't think that any of the food was worth a special trip to a special place to get. I'm with you. I think that's like, I, that's the nature of Panera. It's like, you really like that cafeteria in the county courthouse. You know, you really like that, that little uh, cafe in the convention center. Right. It's exactly that kind of food. And, but I guess it's, par- it's because, number one, it's, it's a national chain. It's easily available. And you can sit there and use Wi-Fi and have conversations about putting your dad in assisted living or whatever. <laughs> it's the perfect place. So, like... 
that, okay, I had the following. I wanted to have a sampling of things I had never tried before. Um, I don't like having apples with my sandwich, by the way. I find that mm. offensive to be getting a sandwich with an apple next to it. I don't like that. I like the option. <laughs> but I can see that you, you know, you're, you're in good shape, much better shape than me, so you probably like to eat apples. Hey, I'll take the compliment. <laughs> oh, God, he's going to talk about this for months. <laughs> the, okay, I had the chicken frontega panini mm. and I, I never heard of this either but i mm. looked it up and i gather it's one of their most popular things because there's like these there's recipes online how to approximate right. the sandwich and it's kind of like a sandwich it's a chicken sandwich with some onions and some uh mediterranean uh, flavoring and a special sauce and it was pretty good it, it it was definitely pretty good it wasn't so great that i would ever stop to get it somewhere. right um I also was never offered the option to choose whether I had an apple or a baguette or anything like that. They oh, just they just gave me decided a for you. It says oh, right wow. here on the thing, baguette, and it's, I never said anything like that. Wow. Um, I also had a cup of the soup, which was the um, the onion, French onion soup. That was good. I actually liked that, and I would order it again, and I would go – I might actually go out of my way to get it, but probably not because I don't like Panera. Um, <laughs> the, uh, they – then I had this salad. I don't usually order salads, but I had. I thought I would try a wide range of stuff there. So I had this modern. It's called the modern Greek quinoa salad, and it was totally like one you could get in the supermarket or right. crap like that, like the airport. Like it had ingredient. It had Greekish ingredients, but again, in terms of the quality of everything about it, no different than any place that you could get any public cafeteria of moderately good quality. Any hospital or what would serve something like this. So uh, the highlight of my visit was. The French onion soup, which I really enjoyed. I ate all of it. Everything else was so-so. Frontega chicken sandwich is good. It's good enough. Hmm. Mitch, go for it. Um, by the way, your joke, <coughs> I, I'm cop. Now my throat is dry. Oh, no. Your dry joke. Um, Do you need another Bev? Want me to uh, get you a Bev? <laughs> no, I'm, I'll be okay. Have some of that bubbly. <coughs> I did. I, I drank it down, but you got me. You really got me there, Weiger. Um I, I try to do kind of a mix of stuff because I, I I I've eaten there a few like just a few times and and my big go to there was the Greek salad and I would get the, the Greek same sal- one a different one just like the Greek the like the the Greek the regular Greek salad right, not the modern quinoa Greek yeah salad, not the modern call quinoa, it yeah just the traditional just Greek salad the traditional Greek salad with chicken and I always thought of it was like oh it's feels healthy enough and the chicken is just good enough like. The chicken is borderline bad, but still not like the worst levels of of grilled chicken fast right. food bad. So I so I was so I liked it, and I and I thought the dressing was pretty good. So I, I would I would get that quite a bit as kind of a healthy option. Who knows how healthy it is? It comes with a big roll, so probably if you eat the roll, then it's all out the window. But today I went with I got a small mac and cheese, just plain. Uh, I got the agave lemonade, and I got a small broccoli and cheddar soup i got all those to go um and then i got when i for a sit down i got the half southwest chili lime ranch salad uh with chicken and then a half chipotle chicken avocado melt so kind of similar mm. i thought they kind of matched up as yeah. far as the sandwich and salad went the sandwich and salad were disappointing the 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 southwest chili ranch dressing is like it just isn't it's kind of it's almost too I wish it was more ranchy. I wish it was kind of more like it's kind of like too like too chipotle. Oh, I gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like too much. Where I'm like, I don't want to like have this be the. It's too. I it's know, more it's of too a harsh. salsa than a dressing. Yeah, it's just too. It's too. Yeah, and and I, I it needs to be a little bit more ranch. 
and the sandwich was kind of it was just kind of like a let it was just, you know it was like the half sandwich yeah and it was just kind of a it was just kind of a letdown it I, it, it, it it tasted very much like hospital food or it, it was it was it was there was nothing special about it there was avocado in the salad but the avocado was like slightly brown it just wasn't there was there was nothing special about it however I brought the the soup and the mac and cheese home. Um, because I was embarrassed to to eat all that food in one sitting, right. so uh, I brought that home. Uh, they gave me a little piece of uh, like French bread, and then a, a the, what what they said was the whole wheat roll looks like a, it's in there. It looks like a, a like a, a bagel. Yeah, I saw you just had a stray roll just on your counter. It, it, it looks like a bagel, right? It, it does. It, I thought it was a whole wheat. I think, bagel. I think it is a whole wheat bagel that they gave me, which is weird. But they called it a roll. That's what I said. I said a wheat roll. Hmm. Uh, the broccoli in cheddar soup was. Great, yeah, I loved it. So maybe that maybe they got something going with with, the soups, with soups. Yeah, the broccoli and cheddar soup was really. <laughs> I thought it was really really good. I was dipping the roll in it. It was great. I've had that soup before, and it, it is quite nice. And then the uh, mac and cheese was good. It was very very creamy mac and cheese. It was it was it was very strong. Right, but it was it was it was surprisingly good. You and I are both creamsmen, though. We like we like a little bit. We of are creamsmen. We yeah. like he- we like heavy thick creamy cheesy mm-hmm. things. Right. Um, but, it, but, it, but I, I, I ate, I ate kind of half of both of them, uh, but, uh, but the, the sandwich and salad combo let down. I like the Greek salad from there, but then the other two were surprisingly good. Yeah. So I don't even know what, I don't even know what to think of Panarin, but, but I, my, my idea of this place is that you said that there would be middle-aged people and like middle-aged women. And I think that, I think a lot of it maybe is like. The fact that you can get a combo of a half salad, half salad, half sandwich, and it's kind of like a, a to-go fast foodish version of a half and half place. It feels health. Whether or not it is, it feels healthier than a lot of fast food places, Definitely. and you can kind of it encourages taking your time eating there. And I think for you know for a certain demographic, it's like oh, it's nice that I can I can grab a, a sandwich and and a cup of soup and have a conversation and sort of. And you can also here, take your kids there bit. too because of the, sure. the kids like the mac and cheese and stuff, and so it's like mm-hmm. it's if you. If you were going, it's much better than taking your kids to McDonald's. If yeah, you're into health and stuff like that. And right, it's, a, more, it's more of a restaurant experience than I wouldn't call it fast food in any way, mm. and it's barely fast casual. It's more like a restaurant chain. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, unless you're just getting stuff to go like bread, pre-made rolls, and bread. <laughs> right. So you can you can take the kids and tell them that you have to put the dog down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a perfect Panera outing. Mommy and kids. Daddy are going to be living in different houses. Guys, come on, family, we're going to go, we're going to go to Panera. Oh no, bad news! You guys are getting divorced. No, we're just putting the dog down. <laughs> There's kids Panera. terrified. It's a Panera day, guys. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just got the biopsy results back. <laughs> kids around the country are terrified to be brought right. to Panera. <laughs> um. But and I think the other half of it is I think it is a health thing. I think that like besides you're right. I think that it's a big part of it of like, oh, I get the kids a bowl of mac and cheese or they like the soup or whatever. Shut yeah. up, kids. Here you go. Like an apple. And then and then I, and then I get yeah. Here's here's the apple. Nick's favorite treat. Uh, but that was honestly one of the best things I had. That was a good apple. But then, all right. But then but then <laughs> that's good. That's a good one. reaction. You guys didn't see that at home. But it was a good one. <laughs> but then for the for I feel like for you can get for adults you can get a salad. It feels right. it doesn't feel as heavy. You know when you're buying a big bag of of dinner for people. You get yourself a salad, and there's a t- there's a bunch of different salad options, and I feel like it just feels like a, a healthier place. Yeah, to, to, if you're not eating the bread and everything, I think it's had its all its edge. It's a perfectly 
concocted to be the least offensive, <laughs> you know, yeah. dining option in the world. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no startling decor. Yeah. It's very soothing. There's no unusual food options. Uh, you know, it is like a hospital or a place where people would be recovering from surgery, and mm. they they wouldn't be too startled. They right. wouldn't have any strong flavors. <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be. And the music. Oh my God. Were they? Did you guys listen to the music they were playing when you were in there? Oh yeah. Um, I don't. I don't remember anything specific, but it was very like. Like mainstream. Oh, it was yeah. It was, it was, it was soothing, depressing right. stuff for your um, you know your recovery center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I I I also have to say the bread was decent for a it, bread it was, place. It, it's fine. It was it, it, they they do an okay job with it. Yeah, yeah some I just people like their bread. I, I for me, I was like, I was. I think if you're going to call it, put bread in the name of your place, the bread should stand out. And I feel like the the bread, at least on the sandwich I had, was nothing special. And the baguette also, uh, you know, the, when, when I've had the baguette, it's like, you know, it's fine. It's a fine baguette. Um, the cookie was great. And if and if you know all their 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 you know uh, their breads were on 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 par with that pastry, I'd be like, oh, this is this this is part of the hook of this place. So they've got great bread. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I thought it, I think it's just fine or good enough. Um, well, let's get let's I mean, get. Can I ask yes, one more question for, about this, guys? Did you, wh- when you went, was it at a busy time of day? No, it was pretty low traffic. And I went in the evening. My, mine was pretty low traffic, too. I went in a little after the lunch rush. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would say the thing is, when I, the, many of the times I have gone, it's one of those places where there's, there's nine registers and only one person is working at one of the registers, mm-hmm. and it takes forever to order. And then, because, like, but there's a million employees behind the counter making stuff, and it seems just like, it, I would say it takes an annoyingly long time to get to get anything during a high a high traffic. Time. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I could see, I could see it. I could, like you were saying, the the eighteen minutes that that's that's not quick. No, and especially if it's a busy if it's busy, that's that's ins- that that would be insane. So yeah. Um, oh boy, I'm kind of nervous for what we're what the review will be for for Panera because because right. You know, it's funny because coming into this, all these complaints I get, but I. It, it it was kind of harmless to me. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it, and I and and I and I and I liked the Greek salad enough that I was like, yeah, that's fine. But then now, when you break it down, it's like, oh yeah, there is a lot of stuff that's not good about right. this place. I mean, I don't want to color your opinion of it. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's not hateable. Yeah. It's more just like it's the least offensive combination made by a computer to be the least sure. offensive food place possibly imagined you know could, that could ever be conceived of it's yeah. basically the doughboys of restaurants <laughs> wait this this isn't inoffensive oh yeah it's very offensive <laughs> yeah whatever um this show, yeah this show, this show is very hateable yeah we could we could learn something from banana <laughs> uh, polarizing yeah. uh well let's uh let's get to our final thoughts bill so here's how this will work we'll each go around we'll sort of give our closing argument on uh panera bread and then describe it a rating on the order of 1 to 5 forks and go you can go down to 0 five, uh, forks 0 to 5 forks uh, uh, and uh, uh, so uh, uh, close with that score tines are encouraged and and welcome um you're our guest we will begin with you Okay, I would say that the food, I, I cannot do it as a unit. I would say the food itself is three to three and a half forks. Okay. However, the atmosphere is one and a half to two forks. Wow. <laughs> there And, and, and it's, if you're taking the food to go, there you go. If you're eating it there, you have to calculate the mental toll that the place is taking on you. And therefore, you know, maybe i would say 2.75 forks max as a as a unit wow go ahead that's pretty good yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go a little bit higher i it's it's so it's inoffensive to me and then i find things that i like it's another thing though that has a sprawling menu and 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 so 
I'm sure that there's a lot of bad things and a lot oh, of yeah. good the things. Oh, yeah, the menu is huge, and there's a ton of choices. And as I said, it's probably like you could take your your grandparents there and your kids, and everybody mm-hmm. would find something there, right. which is a rare type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with you, that, and, and, and it's something that was in my in my head, and, the, and then until you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've, never, I've never really thought this out too much, but it is just a kind of a, a depressing place and and it's funny we talked about burger king too maybe they're maybe they're both in in need of of an update um because it it is just just light it up a little bit just like uh, who who knows and and when i was younger when i go to oban pan it was so much more exciting to me i mean a lot of it was just kind of like almost like a, a counter in a mall or whatever but the food was kind of more exciting to me, and it, and it felt like a like a, oh, a special. The way oh. that those places were designed was cool. I always thought, yeah. at least like in the in the nineties and the eighties, they looked they had kind of a modern, you know, modern art kind of look to them, which I thought yeah. was I do, appealing. Yeah, and, and also the food just was interesting. And this food is isn't really interesting. It's it's just kind of like here it is. It is it is what it is. It's engineered to be generic. Yeah. Um, that being said. I liked the Greek salad. I really liked the soup. The mac and cheese was good. Then the other half of the meal wasn't great. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three three point two five forks. Three point two five, which is forks. still still respectable, yeah. but not. But you're right. I this mean, should, I, I well, my like food I rating is slightly higher than yours. I gave yeah. you three and a half on a food rating. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's and that's. I, I agree with you. I think I think three and a half for the food rating is is right I, I bring it down but you don't deduct quite as many points for the I don't, I, don't, I, I, I would i would just get out of, I, I would just eat it in my car i would eat it at home i would <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't i wouldn't eat it there yeah i mean i think that's a fair point and you know especially for a place that is that tries to be inviting and tries yeah. to be like like hey there's a lot of tables here take as much time as you like you have free wi-fi uh you know that they they, they, they kind of want people to hang out there or at least they're making it an option it is still kind of an appeal an unappealing uh, spot to be in yeah i agree i agree with the way you guys have characterized it as as you know <laughs> this something out of like a, a, a like a hotel lobby out of a cone brothers movie it's it's just like it's not like a great place you want to be it, ha- it has like a little bit of of, of just uh, it, the the blandness it offers something of of uh, of a discomfort um I, I i thought the food was fine uh, you know, I, I think the 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 uh, the the you pick two is great. I like I that like you can that. customize something. I, I like that you can get a soup and salad or half sandwich and whatever I sort think that's of big. I think that's big for a lot of it's people. It's great, and and, yeah. and I think that's especially as a lunch option. It you know there there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, directions you can go with it. Uh, I think it works really well. Um, it's expensive too, it's, though, man. It's a, it's a little expensive. It's a little yeah. on the pricey side. Uh, the the service I thought was great. You know, they they made that one mistake and they should have they should have told us about it. But you know, they they did rectify it when informed and were very apologetic. Uh, so you know, the, the employees were very very nice there. I, I think perhaps these Paneras are a little understaffed, uh, which is which mm. is you know maybe part of the 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 reason that that uh, Bill was saying that that, that it service them it takes takes some time when it's uh when it's very busy. Uh, but overall. I think it was. I think it was. I think it's fine. I think Panera is fine. It's not a not a place I'd want to go to. <laughs> but if I'm there, I'm not upset. It's fine. Uh, Natalie rated it two and a half forks. I am going to be in the hand holding club 
with my wife and also give it two wow. and a half forks. I All think right. that's that's the middle of the five fork scale. If this mm. place is right down the middle, I think that's absolutely. I want where a little it high. I want a little high. It's I think okay. I think where you went is fine. I think three point two five is is we're all ballpark buds here. We're all in the totally same approximate. Right. We're in agreement. Virtually. We're, yeah, we're in the same approximate uh, uh, area. By hey. the way, I want to I want to real quick amend the hashtag I flubbed. Um, I, uh, if you live in the St. Louis area, hashtag Spirit of St. Louis. Oh, that's a little Jesus. better. Okay. And also, uh, I have a I have an alt for my uh, my Freddie uh, miscue. Mm-hmm. Um, if Freddie stabs you in a fast food restaurant, uh, he can say, "There's the beef, bitch." Oh, that, that's good. Yeah, it's a little like better. That. That's good. That was good. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, it, he's being nice to you like I was being nice to Panera. That was- <laughs> You know what? It's of of equivalent quality to the mm-hmm. actors the, the scripts of the Freddy movies. Okay, that's what I was going for. You if know. you if you pitch that joke while uh, while Bill was running the Simpsons, you'd be fucking on your ass. <laughs> be out the door. We're not trying to write the Simpsons. We're trying to write a Freddy Krueger movie, <laughs> right? So that uh, he did a good job. Also, what is it? You're taking down notes and you're correcting yourself at the end here. Yeah, I had some. I made, I made some notes of this things. Is bullshit. I, just <laughs> I live with what I say, and it's bad. <laughs> Also, uh, <clears throat> you know that cough I've been having throughout the episode? Yeah. I want to tell you about it, but uh, we're going to have to go to Panera. It's, it's not- <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. It's not good. Oh, no. Oh. If, we can just, if we can somehow just give this reputation to Panera as the, the bad news restaurant, the place where somebody's going to tell you some bad news, right. I think we'll have, mission, we'll have accomplished our mission, or at least my mission for coming over here. It very much seems like that. It is funny that the the the, the deco- why am I having a problem with decor uh, the, the, of, of a restaurant uh, can, can just can influence how you feel yeah, about it? Yeah, it informs like, your mental state. Yeah, it, I will it, absolutely say that those if you go into one of those McDonald's, those recently renovated McDonald's that are mm-hmm. really nice, yeah. it improves my McDonald's experience to go there. Yeah. Right. It actually I feels kind of hip and kind of feels like a one pan from the, yeah. the 90s. You know, it feels kind of cool and you're like, especially if there's not a lot of you know, people lingering around, crapping up the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have it to yourself, and it's like that. It it improves the McDonald's not designing ex- dining experience. Do you think? Do you think? A, well, do you, do you think a Burger King could come back from? Because I do think it is partly food related with them too. But could a Burger King come back from that if they did? A, yeah. If they if they did an overhaul, I Definitely. wonder. It would yeah. take a major overhaul though, because yeah. their whole the aesthetic is so 1989. Yeah, know? it's grim. It's it's doesn't it doesn't look. Good. There, there, there's a couple in the valley that are that are updated, but they like are updated in the way like they look like newer versions of the old one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well the Panera needs to figure it out. Yeah, they need to figure it out. But they uh, seem to be. But they're doing. They're the second most popular chain in America. Yeah. So apparently, they're, they're doing something right. At yeah. least with their their audience. There's a lot of there's a lot of survey. there's a lot of bad news in this country. <laughs> right. <laughs> you need a place to have some food. And <laughs> tell, you, tell them about it. <laughs> I'm remembering now, Mitch. We took a, we took Yusong to a Panera to tell him he was hired on Doughboys, right? Yusong <laughs> uh, got got the drink for our next segment, and this is one we do all the time. We got a beverage, and we're going to decide if it's worth pouring down your throat. It's drank or stank. Yusong, uh, what, what you picked us up a, a Mick Cafe drink? Is that correct? That's this is, but this is not the McCafe that you get from the McDonald's uh, restaurant. This is one that they sell commercially. I'm surprised because I don't think McDonald's does this with a lot of their items. No. You know, you, there's no, there's no uh, Big Mac sauce. You know, no, yeah, have, there isn't. Yeah. There is. There was. Oh, there, I there, think it's there, in Canada. Was, uh, yeah, right? they never sold it in America. But there were, there was a time where they weren't. They gave away a bottle of Big Mac sauce too, right, Nick? There was a yeah, thing, they did yeah, at one point. 
And I and I heard that I believe they Thank still you. sell. Thank you. Am I distributing cups? Oh, really? I think so. Those mother. Why? Why? why well, we never so get nice any good American McDonald's stuff. They they all the overseas McDonald's is getting all this right. crazy crap every yeah. week. There's some new sandwich which people say is delightful, and we never see any of it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Um. So these these are we the- made you McDonald's. <laughs> Me and Mitch specifically made you. Um, the uh, the McCafes. Uh, so th- this is by like the way, this it's akin looks, to the Frappuccino. It's akin to the Frappuccino. It's very much like you're opening a sauce right now. By the way, it is like the 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 bottle is a little oddly shaped. I'm gonna pass this one around. This first one is the mocha flavor. Okay. Um and uh, Ooh, mocha frapp. I'm a fan. Yeah, but they it is kind of like it's not like the you know the the Frappuccino uh, can it comes in actually the the bottle is like kind of sleek. This is like a this is like a, a a child's milk jug that you would mm. get. It's like a little bit less. Um, it's got a little bit le- less uh, pizzazz to it. Uh, Bill, I, as someone who has some strong opinions on McDonald's, have you have you tasted the McCafe line at all? I have not. I'm not really a, a big like you know coffee or coffee type drinker. Do you drink it in the morning? Coffee rarely. Oh, really? So wait. So how do you? Are you someone who caffeinates at all? You know, I was drinking. I didn't. I never drank coffee until about. I, I never had even like a cup of coffee until a few years ago. Right. Then I drank. Cause Portland has some great coffee. I did have some, but then I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really like it that much, so I stopped drinking it. I'm not. I'm not a huge coffee person myself. Uh, I drink a lot of iced tea. All, I, oh, all okay, long. interesting. I just on the back of this that this is 270 calories. Oh my yeah. god, that's pretty hot. That's insane. Per serving, right? <clears throat> and there are 20 servings per bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this is ve- I mean, this is very thick. This is like gravy thick. It's really got. You uh, wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd be in a hot hog heaven. Give me a jar of mayo and a side of gravy to sip on. Now, I have had a few of the Starbucks ones of these. Um, not that I drink coffee a lot, but I do have. I've had once in a while. I've had those um, bottled Starbucks ones. And right. This is their McDonald's's attempt to you know cash in on that market. Yeah, which uh, you know is a lot of character for them. So the mocha, I'd say, is. Pretty good. It's it's, yeah. it's it's like a you know a thick chocolate milk with a little bit of coffee flavor. I mean, it's it's very basic. It's 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 very rich. And here, here's here's what I think it reminds me of is it 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 tastes like fake it tastes like fake milk like yuhu or something. It, t- it right. reminds me of yuhu like yeah. coffee yuhu or something. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not a, it's not a bad taste. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just not it's not particularly impressive. I would say it's not it's it's only 5% worse than the Starbucks ones. Though. Sure. So yeah. if these are cheaper, you might as well load up on And Bill, that. we we have we have extra cups too if you, oh, perfect. Um yeah, I'm, I I uh, you don't want to finish any of these. That's okay. <laughs> I chugged my whole one, so I'm I'm using the same so cup. Nick, you'll, I, you'll I, be, I'm you'll having be, the caramel one right now. So you'll yeah. be awake till uh 7 a.m. tomorrow? Oh man. I do not ha- I didn't even think about that. I do not handle caffeine well after. Mm. I I'm I'm like a I'm I'm akin to a gremlin. I like after 3 p.m. I can't have any caffeine or I'm wired. You 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 you're trying to compare yourself to a gremlin? Well, I don't know. A mogwai? What 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 is the breakdown here? You're you're I'm a mogwai. You're a mogwai. Yeah, but the can turn can as, can assume a gremlin state if I have caffeine too late in the day. Um this oh, man. this you're going to take over one. a theater and put on Snow White and Seven Dwarves? <laughs> <laughs> right. And then, and then I'm going. There's a fruit one for some reason. <laughs> I don't. I've, I've only seen Gremlins was, too, and I have a vague knowledge of. You've the only seen Gremlins. Yeah, I've never too? seen Gremlins. What the, the fuck is wrong with you? I realized for a while there were a lot of movies that I'd only seen the sequel to. Why? Like I saw. I don't know. I just like I. I'd, I'd only seen Shrek two for a while. 
I went. I came into the Shrek franchise on two. Um, yeah, it's I'd, a good place to come in. I'd only seen Fletch Lives. I hadn't seen Fletch for like <laughs> until like last year. I watched Fletch for the first time. I'd watched Fletch Lives like eight times when I was a kid. Uh, and um, oh, uh, well, yeah, and Gremlins too. The same thing. I've never seen the original Gremlins. That's insane. Right. You get the original Gremlins is great. You got to see it. Uh, this, you're making references to it. You don't even know what you're talking about. I get, I've, I've absorbed the references from you. Uh, the um, I think the the caramel one oh, is man. a little bit more artificial tasting. Yeah. I don't That's really exactly like that. That's exactly what I was going to say, man. That fake caramel taste, like it seems like it came out of a, a chemistry set. Yeah, to me, is yeah. creepy. Yeah, it's, that's not. I didn't like that one. Uh, we got one more, which is the vanilla. I'm going to pass this around. But yeah, I, I think, I mean, clearly the I'd prefer the mocha to that one. I think one. the mocha might win is if my guess is, well, we'll see. We'll see Boy, can you imagine goes. drinking a whole one of these? Like I'm having like, this is my third sip. And yeah. I feel like this is just so like, it's like drinking cereal milk. It's like so mm. sweet. Yeah. And uh, and I just, I'm, I can't imagine drinking a full one of these bottles. It'd be so much sugar. Whoa. Okay. I don't, I really don't like that one. That Oh, that's awful. <laughs> that it seems like we're totally in sync on this. Oh, my God. That vanilla tastes like even like it like it came from a chemistry set, but they didn't know what they were doing. That's really it's bad. super fake and oh, weird. Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Like the, <laughs> that's the worst vanilla flavor I've ever had. Oh, it's terrible. That's yeah. so bad. I, I, I was like, yeah, right, when you guys were saying that. And then I took a sip of it, and it it's, it's, it, 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 ta- it, it tastes like there's like the what's the, uh, the, what's the ingredient in diet soda? Um uh, aspartame. It tastes like there's aspartame in it, but but also it's sweet. Like it's, right. it, it, it tasted like they added aspartame to a very sweet tasting. It's te- like there's a weird aftertaste that's terrible. Yeah, it's it, like yeah, it's like on a it's an approximation of vanilla that is not like it was made by a computer trying to simulate vanilla that that failed yeah. on a spaceship. When you you know when you ask it for a vanilla uh, uh, frap and it's like bleh. <laughs> Hal Hal spit out this this. Yes. Uh, this it, it's it's it, it doesn't even taste. Cl- I can't believe I, I don't. Vanilla seems like an easy thing to do. Yeah. I can't do that. And the Dave. Starbucks, <laughs> the Starbucks vanilla one is really good. Like it, the vanilla is not nauseating yeah. in any way. It's, I agree. I think the yeah. frappuccino flavors. I think that I actually like the vanilla one from yeah. Starbucks. The, this one is absolutely stay away from it. I mean, You're, if we're saying, yeah, by the way, on. your impression of Hal is just similar to who you are. There's not too, <laughs> not too big of a difference. It's not too far out of my range, Dave. <laughs> Sorry, you don't like my vanilla. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> You'll prefer my caramel. <laughs> That's just almost as bad. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I, you know, I, I think the mocha for me is a mild drink. The others are hard stanks. I, I don't like. I don't like those. The at mocha all. is, but like, it's just hard because like. I want that on ice, like 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 it. Right. I want. I, there's nothing. I, I'm not gonna drink. I I, I, I love McDonald's. I, I I'm, I'm with you. I love McDonald's, but there's 50 brands of these on any supermarket shelf. Yeah, these yeah. types of drinks, and unless these were half the price of any other one, I wouldn't bother with them. I think that's a good assessment. My other, my other big issue with them was, Yusan. Correct me if I'm wrong here. When you when you brought them, they did they not have to be refrigerated before? Right? They're they're warm. What's that? They weren't refrigerated. What? Yeah. Oh, that makes that perturbs me. It's probably refrigerated after opening, is my guess. That, I'm unsettled by that. Either that, or we just drank. <laughs> no. Uh, it says contains milk on it, though. How do you not? Yep. Refrigerate after opening. So that because because they came here, they were warm, and I was like, oh, these are like it's like a you. It's a, I don't know if you who even was that, but like. Nesquik's the same way. You don't have to refrigerate. Yeah. Oh wow. So. 
Yeah, weird. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it is. It's refrigerated after opening. So, and, and, they, and, and they were on the shelves just warm. So, so you, you guys are both going stank on, on all three of these. I, I mean, it's a very, very, very light drank on, on Mocha, but That's kind of how even? I feel. I mean, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Completely agree. And white, it would have to around. be significantly cheaper than any competing brand. Yeah. Don't even bother. Yep. Um, well, that was Drank or Stank. Just like a restaurant, we value your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes to us from Sean Holloway. Sean writes, I've been traveling for work the last month and have been enjoying a lot of local food on that sweet, sweet per diem allowance. However, I am working out here alone and can't shake the awkwardness of eating alone when I go to a restaurant. Is this fear normal or am I overreacting? What do you guys do when you eat alone? Eat at the bar? Stomach the difficulty of saying table for one? Stick to fast food? Thanks for the question, Sean. Mm, that's a tough one. Uh, Bill, what do you think? Dining solo, what's your what's your take? I think it used to be a lot weirder than it is now that you can take your phone with you and look at the phone all the time. Oh, I think, uh, interesting. Places are, like, you know, 20 years ago when people didn't have phones, it was super weird to see someone sitting at a restaurant reading a book by themselves yeah. at a table. But now everybody's looking at their phones. It's If you're sitting at the bar, it's not weird at all. That's what everybody at the bar is doing at any restaurant is looking yeah. at their phone by themselves. If you're at a table, it's a little weird. But if again, if you're looking at your phone and it seems like you're, a, a, you know, a normal member of society functioning and communicating with others, it's not that weird. And I think it's just all about your self-consciousness and nobody will notice, especially if you're sitting at the bar. Right. That's that's a great point of just back in the day going to eat eat alone. You just yeah. sit down there and say, well, time to eat and you eat alone. That's that's that sucks. I'm, yeah. I'm happy that. That I that I didn't I, I didn't have to deal with that as much, but but you'd maybe uh, watch CNN on mute if they had a TV, or <laughs> you'd have a you'd have a newspaper if the, if there was yeah. one at the counter. I f- I feel like also it it's weird it's more weird to go into a restaurant and do that than it was to go to a bar and get a drink or something. Right. Alone. It's really it's 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 bad. You know my my thing is just I just don't leave the house. Right. Is is my solution to that? If I'm if I'm alone, I'll just stay. I'll stay here and, and order food in. But I, I've I've recently been because Nick you 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 had no issue like going to see a movie alone or, or I some, love doing things alone. I mean I know. I'm, I'm I'm happily married. Our engineer Emma is is nodding along at that thought. I, I'm happily married and you know but but if I am oh, in a situation, good. what does married have to do with? It? I'm saying I'm not saying I prefer to be away from my spouse. I'm saying if I have a situation where I'm uh-huh. by myself, I'm comfortable with it because it's a thing I've done a lot. Yes. Um. So, uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, if I if I go to a if I go to a restaurant, I will oftentimes uh, sit sit at the counter or sit at the bar, some 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 sort of place where it's it's meant to accommodate single diners. It's like the single rider line at, at Disneyland. It's just you kind of you kind of get into that little uh, that little area where it's it's. For How are one you person. so comfortable in that zone? Because I can it? just I, I don't know because I'm just like I can be alone with my thoughts. Mm, that's I can <laughs> scary. <laughs> or but but you know the phone does go a long way actually just having mm-hmm. you know fork in my right hand phone in my left hand like that can be a, a, Ooh, a don't fun confuse thing. them yeah <laughs> oh boy it depends on the architecture of the restaurant right too. like if you're in a booth in the corner nobody's gonna see you or care what especially mm-hmm. if you take a, your phone or your, even a laptop then you always see people in every restaurant with yeah. laptops in booths doing right. stuff and or you know like even the people who work there are sometimes like doing the accounting in a booth you know with a laptop and stuff it's like it, it, it only in the fanciest kind of restaurant would you be, would, would you stand out seating yeah right by, seating by yourself because you'd have to be like you know people would see you I guess and think you were weird but that's ten percent of restaurants at the very most I think yeah um I have a I have a story about dining alone this is uh oh, Jesus this is this is this is my my friend's story he used to work at a restaurant here in L A he was a waiter and uh, 
this uh I'll say the celebrity's name now, but I may decide to bleep it out later. But he was working at the restaurant and they were it was like it was, you know, the place that had breakfast. And so he was there, it was like six forty five AM. The place opened at seven. And uh at the restaurant at the front door a b- shows up. Mm. And um and uh, he goes out there and he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. We don't actually open until seven. And it's like, oh, you know, it's a, it's I'm a regular here. Uh, it, I'll just set up shop and, and I'll let you guys do your thing. And then when you're open, I'll go order some oatmeal and some coffee. And they're like, all right, fine. So they let him set it, uh, sit up in, in, in the corner booth um, and has with him this like antique reading stand. It's like the, you know, it's, it's like a, a thing that you would set on a table that you can, you can put a book on and it'll, it'll lay flat. And so he's got this like ornate antique, like wood carved uh, reading stand that he's brought with him to this restaurant so he can hang out. So he sits down in the corner and, you know, again, everyone's still, still opening, is getting the place ready, doing their side work. He sets the reading stand down and uh, he takes out of his satchel a Playboy magazine. <laughs> And opens it up, lays it flat, and then like licks his finger and thumbs through the magazine one page at a time <laughs> until like his oatmeal's ready. Then he gets his oatmeal, eats his oatmeal, drinks his coffee, puts the Playboy away, takes out a penthouse, puts it on the reading stand, goes through the same process of just Jesus. going through the whole magazine cover to cover over like a ninety minute span. And this is like a this is like a character actor everyone kind of thinks of as like this like oh this is like a wholesome lovable guy it was it's very very strange wow yeah but i i would say if you if you do dine alone don't bring an antique uh <laughs> reading stand and print pornography because that could be <laughs> awkward for the clientele it's hard to even find service. that anymore you'd really have to you'd right. really have to be doing <laughs> it, so, yeah it's a choice um hey and if you like to dine solo hashtag dine solo let us know or hashtag never dine alone mm. um and hey, if you have a question or comment about the word of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GO-DOUGH. That's 830-463-6844. To get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden Play Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. Bill Oakley, thank you so much for, for spending so much time with us. Thank you so much for, for carving out a section of, of, of time when you're, when you're here in L.A. At, the, at that Bill Oakley on Twitter to hear uh, uh, takes on Instagram. On, I don't and care on, about Twitter anymore. Oh, I want to be care about Twitter anymore. I want to be a star on Instagram. Follow me, that Bill Oakley, on Instagram. <laughs> Please. I was going to say on Twitter and Instagram, but I guess uh, X out the Twitter part, just the Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Twitter is toxic. Get rid of it. Get rid of Twitter. Right. Um, anything else you would like to plug? Yes. Also, watch Disenchantment, the new show from Matt Groening and Josh Weinstein and a lot of us other old Simpsons and Futurama vets premiering on Netflix August 17th. Hell yeah. You say it, Weinstein? Weinstein. I said a Weinstein. I, oh, I've been making an idiot out of myself. <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. For, that, that, that was news to me till just now. Oh, man. And I worked over there. I wish someone had told me. We don't like you. We like, <laughs> we like you making mistakes. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Thank well, you, Bill. My pleasure. I, I, uh, guys, we're in sync. I would love to do this anytime. Uh, it's... A lot of fun. And I, I got a question for you. Did you did you make did you make a story to put on Instagram later about Panera? Or are you gonna have to go and do it again? I, I, uh, I'm gonna do it again. Okay. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Hope everything is okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell. I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. Hey guys, you want more Doughboys? To get the Doughboys double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden Plate Club. Sign up at patreon.com/slash Doughboys. That was a headgum podcast.